Blog Talk Radio. Merchis is having a warm time singing back yep. there. Good afternoon to you again. Welcome. Good afternoon. How are you guys All doing? Right. We're doing fine. Uh, I think it's time to pause our music here. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Gentlemen, the music says. Rally around the West Indies. It's Sunday, July the 10th, and we are here to rally. Hello and welcome to all our listeners, wherever you are in the world. This is the Cricket Show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Cricket Show. You can call us at 1515-605-89850 or send us an email to cricketshow at comcast.net. Set your reminders to join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. 
I am Dennis Heath, sitting in for Liam, and today, Sunday, July the 10th, 2022, the cricket show is dedicated to the memory of Liam Francis' brother. We've received news today of his passing. This is the third member of Liam's family to have passed in the last two months. So let us remember Leon in our prayers. Leon, welcome again. Yes, indeed. I know it's a very hard time, hard days for you. Say hello to the audience if you're feeling up to it, and then maybe take us away in an opening prayer. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, just to tell the listeners that not only did my brother pass away today, but my sister passed away last Thursday as well. So we have three deaths, you know, just in a short period of time. So the Lord knows best, but just want to be positive and hope for the best. Could be worse, you know. And so we are thankful for small mercies. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening to thank you for your giving us this opportunity to have another show. We pray, Father, that you let it go on without any work. We pray for the wonderful people who made it possible by their contributions each and every month. Lord, we thank you for the ones who support us, supporting us morally. We thank you for the ones who have done anything in, in any way to help the show over the past 11 years. We're grateful for the wonderful folks that we have on the show, and we thank you, Lord, for you giving them the strength and the knowledge, the endurance to persevere under some trying circumstances. We thank you, Lord, for this evening again. And pray that for this country and those who are undergoing any kind of of problems whatsoever, Lord. We pray for the show and we pray that this country may be healed of all that is um, interfering with with its progress. We pray for the country that are, are having wars and who are suffering hardships in any way, Lord. We thank you for your allowing us to exist to present this show. And we pray that you'll just help each one of us and let this show be one to be remembered. All these we ask in your name. And all God people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, thank you for that, Leah. And I want to take this opportunity once again just to welcome Murchis and see how her day is going up there in that warm New York City. Hey, it's not too warm. It has a little shit on the top. So it's beautiful today, sunshiny day. So I'm enjoying it. That's what I'm doing. Relax. Go ahead, Leon. Yes, I just forget to mention the names of my brother and my sister-in-law. My brother's name is Sixford Francis. He hears out of Kissimmee. And um, my sister-in-law is Sadie Hardy. She is in northern North Florida, North Florida, somewhere in the Fort Lauderdale region. So just that some may, one may just hear her name in the radio and will be connecting with it. So again, those are two relatives that have passed for us in the past week. And of course, many of you have known about my wife passing on May the 24th. So, just for the information sake. Yes. And I too want to send condolences to you and your family. And may God 
rest his arms around all of you and comfort you guys in your time of grief. So take it slow and not stress. Don't stress. No, I just we're just taking his stride. You know, he knows best. He knows best. Yes. Someday we too are going to be going. We don't know where when, but we just have to make the best of our time. Time is short, and we must use it wisely. Amen. Yes, whatever you do, whatever you, you do, do your ability. Mm. You're well. Thank you. Mm. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for those so words. Dennis, so, Dennis, I just wanted to say thanks to you for filling in with me for me again, and for all the, the weeks you have done so. And I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping out the show when we need we need some help badly. Thank you well, so much just, for your time. I know just, I got to apologize to your wife for taking away your time from her, <laughs> but I hope it's good. She understands. Well, she sends our condolences, Leon, and remember, this is a team work, team sport. Cricket is a team sport, and uh, we're all in this together. This is part of the team. Now, let's say hi, Katie, just joining us. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach Jatin isn't up there yet. Let's talk to... Yes. Yes, yes he's there. He's there, uh-huh. Coach Jatin. Yes. Let's just say hi to Coach Jatin before we do the outline and uh, move on. Coach Jatin, welcome to another Sunday of the Cricket Show. Definitely. Good afternoon, listeners and fans. And uh, I'm here, most likely willing to spend more time because I'm driving. So feel free to hook me up any point you need me. And then let's carry on with the topic. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep your ears on and we'll give you a shout as time progresses. Okay, no problem. As I said, I'm driving so I can join anytime. Thank you. All right, the opening remarks. We have show outline today. We're hoping to touch a few topics, and, uh, you know, it's a long list, and we're certainly trying our best to get through all of them. But we start with the player of the month of June for 2022 from the ICC-nominated list. We also have the Cricket West Indies, list of the announced A-team and Bangladesh A-team against the West Indies A-team. Remember, this is not the test team, rather this is like the second 11 of the West Indies against the second 11 of the Bangladesh. That's a series coming up uh, in the next few weeks. And then we have Cricket West Indies Women's Under-19 Championship currently ongoing in, uh, out there, I think it's in Trinidad. India rest test stars for upcoming West Indies tour. Now, that sounds like something very meaty for us to get our uh, teeth into. Daniel Gavaskar, comment on foreign coaches in the IPL. Now, think about it, folks. Imagine foreign coaches in the IPL, all those foreign players, but maybe something different about foreign coaches in the IPL. So we'll, we'll look into that a little bit. Possibly English County Championship matches being played overseas. Then we have a lot of cricket in the Toyota Minor League matches, scores, and results. We hope we can uh, shed a little light on the USA's efforts and the World Cup preparations they have out there in Zimbabwe. And England and India tussled their 
final test last weekend, and we'll talk about the final fifth test that was replayed last weekend. Then we have England and India in the T20 scores, some very exciting matches over the last two or three days. And Sri Lanka taking on Australia, another test match which looks like it could go either way, some excitement out there in Sri Lanka. Then the West Indies on Bangladesh today in the first of their ODIs. And while it was not good news for the West Indies ODI team, Bangladesh sure is smiling plenty because they took some revenge on the West Indies for their um, uh, performance in the test matches. And of course, we'll have the birthday and anniversary hour with Audley Watson soon as we see Audley on the board. But for now, we can make a start unless unless we uh, have something that I'm missing. Somebody can hail me. But let's say hi to uh, Virgil before we uh, move on with with our list. Hi, Virgil. Come on in. Yeah, good afternoon, Dennis. Good afternoon to all the panelists and good afternoon to all the listeners all over the world. Good afternoon Thank to you, Virgil. Just want to say um, that you are, you are the you are the winner. You know why? Yes, yes. Virgil <laughs> was the one who called it right last week. Yes. Did somebody wish? Did some? Somebody some? told you that before? Did yeah. Yes. No, no. I need each and each and every one of you to repeat who <laughs> win the game. And <laughs> you have to do it twice. First. You That's have to do it twice. That's why we bring you on early. That's why we brought <laughs> yes. you on early. Mm-hmm. Virgil. That was very shrewd insight there, Virgil, and we appreciate your being able to call it the way it is. Now, let's take a look at the, um, the ICC Player of the Month of June, the men's players, Johnny Bairstow, of course, from England, nominated for scoring 394 runs at an average of 78.8. And he scored the fastest century by an English batter in test. He scored 136 in England's second innings at Nottingham and 150 in the final test match at New Zealand. And I should add, this information is courtesy ICC. Daryl Mitchell in the men's group also from New Zealand. He appeared to be in unstoppable form. Daryl scored 538 runs in the test match series against England. Daryl's batting average, 107.6. And the inimitable Joe Root of England, he's also nominated. He scored 115 runs in the second innings of the first test with 176 and 86 not out in the second and third test matches against New Zealand. Root scored 396 runs total for an average of 99. I wonder who our panelists will vote for as men of the, or at least man of player, male player of the month of June. Let's see, Virgil. Give me your male player of the month of June from those three. Virgil seems to have gone to sleep. All right. Well, 
I'll go on to the Women's Player of the Month of June. Shabnim Ismail of South Africa. She was nominated for impressive bowling performance in the ODI series against Ireland. Shabnim took three for 16, 31, and five for eight runs, a total of 11 wickets for an average of five runs per wicket. And Marizan Cap of South Africa, she scored 150 runs in the first inning and 43 runs not out in the second innings of the single test match against England. This 150 runs is a national record for the highest test score by a South African female. And finally, the third for the month of June is Nivra a name many of us will recognize from the last Women's World Cup series. This is Cyber's second nomination in three months. She scored 169 not out in, for England in the single test against South Africa. So let's take it back to Virgil, see if he is awake with me this time, still celebrating his, you know, his victory from last week. Virgil, who, which men's player you think take the trophy for the male player of the month of June? June, um, I would say Johnny Bairstow. You? <laughs> Johnny Bairstow. What about female player, Joe, uh, Virgil? Um, that question Shabnim, there, we have answered that question. Shabnim, Marizan, Zatsaiver, three names. Shabnim, Ismail, South Africa. Uh, for a bowling performance, Marianne Zapp for her batting performance, and Nat Cyber of England, again, another batting performance. I will go to one from England. There you go for the English mm-hmm. player. All right. I know Leon is uh, still listening with us. Let's see what Leon, who would Leon vote for in these two, these two groups. Leon? I'm going, I'm going for Ishmael of South Africa, and I'm going for Joe Root of England. Ahead of, of yes, mm-hmm. Coach, I know you're driving, but you're listening. Give us your men's male player and female player from this list. I'm going to and his smile from the South Africa. Clear choice. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't get the mail. Which is the male player you recommended? Johnny Barstow, England. Johnny, Johnny Barstow, Barstow. Barstow. okay. Mm-hmm. There, there we have it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The, 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 the male, the men who have their finger on the knowledge, they go for Barstow and that. And, of course, I wonder, does uh, uh, Murchis have any um, thoughts on this, Murchis? Murchis is not listening. All right. Let's no, move no, on. No, not right. I'm sorry. You just, came just, guess, Murchis. just make a, a guess and you, you're right. <laughs> 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 it's, your, it's, it's your vote. Yes, it's your vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just guess. But Murchis, just listen to what other people say and then say, that's what I, I, I'm saying. I'm going to follow the system. Mr. I'm, Patel, I'm you're, going to follow, 
Mr. Patel. Uh, Just say follow Mr. Patel. Uh, oh, follow Virgil. <laughs> you I'm can't follow, go wrong. Yes, I'm following Virgil. Oh, follow I can't him. go wrong. Virgil, Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> He's on a roll right now. He's on a roll. Virgil will not get it wrong. All right. Let's look at the West Indies. The West Indies A team. Well, we we don't actually have the team, but we have an announcement from Cricket West Indies. uh, And the Bangladesh Cricket Board today announced the match schedule for the West Indies men's A team series against Bangladesh men's A team in August. The series will be played at the Darren Sami Cricket Ground in St. Lucia and will feature two four-day first-class matches and three 50-over matches from August the 4th to August the 20th. This will be the first West Indies men's A-team series since 2020. The COVID pandemic restricted opportunities and the resumption of West Indies men's A-team matches sees the return of development opportunities for players pushing for selection to the West Indies senior team and the emerging players to build their first-class international experience. Um, Board of Control for Bangladesh CEO Nizam Uddin Chowdhury said the A-Series provides an excellent opportunities for players of both teams to prepare for international commitments. The international schedule is getting busier by the season and therefore it is very important for the cricketers to keep themselves ready through good competitive cricket. We thank Cricket West Indies for accommodating the A-Tour, the four-day test and the one-day matches will be invaluable experience for the players he noted. So the matches are due on August the 4th to the 7th the second four-day test, local start time, 10 a.m. in St. Lucia, 9 a.m. in Jamaica. And then on August the 10th to the 13th, the second four-day test, again, local start time, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. And I said the second twice for four-day. That means one is the first and one is the second. August the 6th, the first 50-over match against in Jamaica, uh, 9.30 in St. Lucia, 8.30 in Jamaica. The second 50 overs, 9.30 a.m. St. Lucia. Third 50 overs, local time, 9.30 and And I'm sorry that we didn't get the squad for the A from the Cricket West Indies, nor Bangladesh, but I'm sure they are busy developing those players and we will get them in due course. I'm not sure if there are any comments out there. I'll just leave the mic open for two seconds to see if anyone has any comments on that before we move forward. Leon, any comments? Yeah, well, well obviously we'll get this, there's a squad next week. Uh, hopefully we'll get this squad and hopefully some youngsters that uh, are aspiring for test opportunities will be included in those squads. So okay. let's keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best. And it's good to see West Indies have brought back the A team to be active in involving playing international cricket with their counterparts from other countries like Bangladesh. And you don't know what may be the outcome. Who who will really put up their hands 
and knocking at the door for a test call-up or ODI call-up or T20 call-up. So kudos to the Western Cricket Board for that as well. Thank you. Coach J. Tins, any comments for us on that matter, the West Indies A, Bangladesh A? Well, uh, this format is like uh, one step closer to the national uh, team where the fringe players or the people who are underperforming can have the second opportunity as well as the elite players and a lot of potential players in West Indies can make it to the next level. So this will be the huge explosion. And uh, as I recall, it looks like uh, it was a long time due. We haven't seen this kind of uh, process in West Indies, and it will definitely benefit to the lot of uh, inexperience and the new players. So let's look forward to this series. Thank you, Coach. Virgil, any comments here on this one? No, but I, well, I'm just joining everybody. No and glad to Virgil. see glad to see um, teams is back with um, the A team that they can play against the national team that's coming. So it, it will be better philosophy these guys. All right. We appreciate that. Virgil thinks it's a good thing, good idea. Tick, ticket sales for West Indies versus India series has now gone on sale, according to Cricket West Indies. Uh, they announced online ticket sales have gone live via the new Windies ticket service for the West Indies versus India CG United ODI series and T20 series starting on Friday, 22nd of July. Fans can purchase in advance from TicketWindies.com on their mobile device or computers, benefiting from special offers and avoiding the need to travel or queue at the box offices. A range of ticket prices are available across the venues for the return of West Indies cricket to the Queen's Park Oval for the three-match CG United one-day international ODI series. Tickets start at U.S. 35, Trinidad and Tobago, $250 for the first and second CG United ODIs Friday, 22nd of July, Sunday, 24th of July. For the third, CG United ODI price starts at U.S. 30 and Trinidad and Tobago, 200 Okay, so get your applications in early, especially if you are planning to go but you're traveling from afar. It's so much better to um, book your ticket ahead of the game and make sure you attend because this is where the action will be, especially matches that are scheduled to be played locally. So I encourage one and all to pick up your mouse and start the process of applying. Any comments there, Leon? No, no, no. Just congratulate Western no. Cricket Board in just making effort to no. at least get the people into the games and hopefully right. they will they, they will be satisfied with the performance of the West Indies and the other competition. All right. Thank you, there, Leon. Uh, we definitely will be satisfied if we get some good cricket on the way. Other news, Cricket West Indies, women's under-19 Rising Stars T20 Championship scheduled to start. They were scheduled to start in Trinidad on July the 5th through July the 13th at Brian Lawrence Cricket Academy. 
There are six regional franchise teams, and the United States were included along with the six. And the six regional teams are Barbados, Guyana, Jamaica, Leeward Islands, Trinidad and Tobago, and the Windward Islands. At the completion of this event, a West Indies team of under-19 players will be selected to play a series against the United States. The goal is to prepare a West Indies squad for the women's under-19 World Cup schedule for next year in South Africa. And the matches were being shown or carried live on the West Indies YouTube channel. And I have to tell you that I've been fortunate to catch some of the matches, not all of them. And the cricket has been uh, interesting. Obviously, a lot of our young under-19 female players are not well uh, skilled and versed in the game, but this is where it all begins. They have to start to learn their cricket at this stage in order to be prepared to take on the mantle of playing for the national team in uh, years to come. In those matches that uh, I was able to see, I have some uh, scores. In one match, Barbados, uh, 62 in 15 overs. Guyana, 63 in, for the loss of one wicket in 10 overs. Uh, match number two, we had Jamaica, 54-5 in 20 overs. The United States invited team 53 for 3 in 10.2 overs. Uh, match number 3 saw Trinidad 164 in 20 overs. Leeward Islands unfortunately knocked down for 27 in just 10. 27 in 12 overs. And a match number four, the Windward Islands, 105 for six in their allotted overs. USA, 106 for two in 17.4 overs. In match number five, the Leeward Islands scored 61 for 10 in 18.3 overs. And Guyana, defeated the Leeward with 62 without loss in seven overs. Uh, match number six, at Barbados, 113 for two in 20 overs. Trinidad and Tobago, 114 for three in 17 overs. The match against uh, for between Jamaica and Guyana, Jamaica batted first, 115 for four in their 20 overs. Guyana, 87 for four in 18 overs. This match was rain reduced to 18 overs, and Duckworth Lewis rules applied, and consequently the match I think was won. It says won by 18 runs. I believe it's Jamaica, but that may I may have gotten this wrong. But I have my new information here that Jamaica won that match by 18 runs using the Duckworth Lewis rules. The Windward that is Islands. Correct. That is correct. Thank you, Coach. I 
Move on to the Windward Island, 176 for eight against the Leeward Island, who were bundled out for 35 in 13.5 overs. The match between Barbados and USA was rained out after the match started with Barbados 16 for three in 3.5. The USA against the Leeward Island, USA 169 for two in 17 overs, Leeward Island 16 for one in seven overs, rain interfered, and I think this might have gone to Duckworth Lewis. I'm not sure who won that. It possibly, uh, I'm open to uh, correction here or update if anyone is listening who has USA, uh, info. USA won by 43 runs. Uh, Dennis, USA won by 43 runs on Duckworth Lewis. Once again, the coach comes to the rescue. Absolutely appreciative of that uh, coach. And the Jamaica playing Trinidad and Tobago versus Trinidad and Tobago and the Barbados and win matches, uh, which were scheduled for yesterday, were rained out. So there is no more. Uh, well, there were some matches today, but unfortunately, I have no details. And I cannot uh, give you what I do not have in this instance. But, again, I'm open to, um, you know, update from anyone who may be able to help. The um, points table after three rounds of matches in the under-19 championship for the women, USA leading the pack with uh, two wins and one no result for 10 points. Second was Trinidad and Tobago with two wins, and they are eight points. Guyana, third on the table with three, with two wins, one loss for eight points. The Windward Islands two, played two, win one, draw one, four points. Jamaica, similar, win one, draw one, four points. Barbados, they played three, they've lost two with one, no result. Leeward Island played three. They have lost all three and no result there. So that is the end of the um, information we have on the under-19. But once again, I would certainly stress and urge uh, listeners and, of course, our panelists, wherever and whenever you can, please do follow these under-19 championship because we're looking at the stars of rising stars of tomorrow the ones who will be carrying the mantle for Cricket West Indies female team in years to come. And I know that some of the results may look somewhat disappointing uh, for uh, supporters, but uh, nonetheless. Um, anyway, I'll leave it at that. You see that we have, I think, Alexander or that, uh, Donna. I think, uh, one moment, let me just check my... Notation here to see if it's Brother Audley. And uh, yes, Brother Audley, let's welcome Audley with the inside edge and the Walter Emily Burkhardt. Audley, good afternoon, welcome to another episode of the Cricket Show. I heard you said a game against Barbados and Trinidad. It's a Barbados 20 over 103 and Trinidad. 17 point something over 117. I'm a little confused with that. Uh, Barbados 
113 for two in 20 overs. Trinidad and Tobago, 114 for three in 17 oh. overs. Okay, I think I heard 103 and 117, so that's why I was like, okay. Okay. Audley, welcome. You have the floor. Okay, go. Mr. Dennis, good afternoon to you, sir, and the rest of my fellow panelists. It's good evening to you. And for listeners throughout the world, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. Um, yes, not a wonderful Sunday evening. Um, happen to be joining right now. And, um, yeah, I'm here. Had a wonderful week and hope to have another wonderful week coming um, starting today, of course. Okay, let's start with the inside edge. The inside edge for today. The 10 fastest ball ever bowl in cricket history. Yeah. Uh, well, that's then, we, you know, after they begin to uh, measure the, the, the speed electronically. And um, a little disappointed, but for the West Indies, no West Indians are featured in the top 10. No. I mean, in the top five. We're in the top 10. Number seven for the West Indies, number seven for the West Indies and for the world, it's Fidel Edwards. He's number seven. And his ball is 97.9 miles an hour, 2003 against uh, South Africa. And at number six, outside the top five, but still in the top ten, Sir Andy Roberts. 1975, he bowled uh, his fastest ball, 99.1 miles an hour. And that's against, against Australia. So the top five is um, Michelle Stark. From Australia, 99.7 versus New Zealand, 2015. Top four, um, four, number four, Jeff Thompson against the West Indies back in 1975, 99.8. Top three, now number three, Brett Lee from Australia. Fastest ball, 99.9, 2005 against New Zealand. Number two, Sean Tate, they call him the wild man. Uh, Sean Tate from Australia, 100.1 miles an hour, 2010 versus England. And, of course, we know the fastest ball ever bowled is by the man out of Pakistan, Shohab, Shoaib Akhtar. And that is 102.2, 2003, and that was versus England. All right, the top fast. Speedsters, what you're talking about in test cricket. Okay, so you say right, we go right away into the Walter Henry Birkin anniversary hour? Yes, that is the... Okay, a little late, but hey, I'm here, and here we have the Walter Henry Birkin anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look at the cricketing fraternity, and we say happy birthday, happy anniversary, and so forth, so forth. And uh, for you, it's time for you to call in if you have, want to share a birthday or anniversary or just to give a call. 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Today is the 10th of July. Yep, 10th of July, believe it or not. And um, we start with... Um, outside of cricket, Herb McKinley out of Jamaica. If he was alive, he would have been 100 years old today. He was born back in 1922, yes, 10th of July. Graham Goosh made his debut in Test cricket back in 1975. Graham, Graham Goosh from England. And Sugar, 
Sugar Maynard, sing out of Jamaica, he died on this day 2010, 12 years ago today. And Bahamas, the Bahamas, they're celebrating their independence today. Um, they, they got their independence back in 1973, the 10th of July. Okay, cricket. Chris Drum, Scott Cyrus and Lame O'Brien from New Zealand. Bob Cotterall, Jack Nell out of South Africa. James Longridge from England. Sonil Gavashka out of India. Keith Stackpole out of Australia. Mir Malik from Pakistan. And Mr. Commentator Supreme, Tony Kozia. Yep, and he was a wicketkeeper back when he played first class cricket. Tony Kozia. Yep, he was born back in 1940. He left us in 2016. Number uh, July 11th, tomorrow, um, Leon Spinks, a man that created a big upset when he beat Muhammad Ali to win the heavyweight title. Uh, he also left us last year, 2021. But today would have been his birthday. And uh, we have a Reverend Keisha Blackwood, I don't know about that one, Reverend Blackwood. Yeah, happy birthday to you when it comes tomorrow. Um, singer out of Jamaica, the late John Holt, lover's rock man himself, stick by me, I'll stick by you. He was born 1947, he left us in October of 2014. And Michael Rose from the Black Uhuru, also celebrating tomorrow. Paul Gibbs, Jack Dorston. Sarah Potter and Chris Rush, Rushworth, all from England. Jim Higgs, Scott Muller, Peter McIntyre from England, and Jack Alabaster and Hurley Jensen from New Zealand. We have Manju Mad- Madango from India. Uh, Carl Sardine from Italy. And let's go to... The 12th, um, the record for the 10th wicket was set on this date back in 2012 when Joe Root produced 198 runs for the last wicket. 198 for the last wicket. Joe Root and James Anderson, and that was versus India back in 2014. Birthday cricket administrator Jeff Miller, yeah, who was the manager for the Jamaica Tallowers. Very prominent over here in um, Florida in the Cricket League. He will be celebrating on the 12th. Uh, Ruth Westbrook, Graham Rope, Alan Mulry, and Daniel Lawrence, call him Dan Lawrence, all from England. Sanjay Mandraka and Mana Patel from India. Adam Sanford from Dominica. And Neil McGarrell from Guyana. And we have Bermura Fernando from Sri, Sri Lanka. Chris Berger from South Africa. Norm, Norm Carve from Namibia. Bruce Taylor from New Zealand. Um, for the 13th, the other Spinks brother, Michael Spinks, who was floored by Mike Tyson, just went down like a lump of clay. Um, he will be celebrating on the 16th, not the 16th, the 13th of July, sorry. And uh, Marva Brown, Donna's sister, will be celebrating 
also on the 13th of July. Larry Gomes out of Trinidad and Tobago, Heinz Johnson from Jamaica, and Iva Mendona out of Guyana, all celebrating on that day. And Larry Gomes, by the way, scored some nine centuries, and six out of the nine were scored versus Australia. Great batting. Eric Freeman, Ashley Mallet, Ray Bright, and Graham Curlin, all from Australia, dropped the places from South Africa. And we have Rachel Priest, female cricketer from New Zealand. For these 14th, Khalid Hassan from Pakistan, Arthur Cunningham, Leon Hunter, and James Sutherland from Australia. We have Hassan Telenoraiki from Sri Lanka, Jurgen Jones, former wicketkeeper from England. He was born in Papua New Guinea. Peter Webb from New Zealand. Cleveland Davison out of Jamaica. Shamila Cottel from Barbados. And Dwight and Butler, St. Vincent Empire. From Bangladesh, Ranjan Das. And we have Claudine van der Kerf from the Netherlands. For the 15th, we have... Virgil's mother would have been celebrating her birthday on the 15th. No, Virgil, um, no, no crying this time. All right, Virgil? Um, sorry, sorry to say that. <laughs> but Virgil's mom would have been celebrating, would have been celebrating at this time, yes, the, the 15th of February. And um, Arthur Fogg, Arthur Fogg, 15th of July. Did I say February? Sorry, sir. F- yeah. July. Um, the... Arthur Fogg from, from uh, England, he scored the first cricketer to score a double century in each innings, and that was um, way back in 1938. He scored 202 not out and 244. Okay, Gregory Isaac also from Jamaica. They call him the cool ruler, the night nurse, man night nurse. He was born back in 1951. Cricket, Owen Donnell, John Corhan, Andre Nell, all from South Africa, Alan Hurst, David Hussey from Australia, Sonil Jaisinghi, wicketkeeper out of Sri Lanka, Habib Hassan from Pakistan, and Mohammed Imran Khan, also from Pakistan, Gary Robinson from New Zealand, Nawad Mongol from Afghanistan, Harold Joseph out of Trinidad and Tobago, and Raymond Robinson, Glasgow from England, and finally, for the 16, I think we had Sean Tate. Yes, we uh, no Sean Pollock. Sorry, I apologize. Sean Pollock, former captain and um, all-rounder from South Africa, will be celebrating. John War, he's a Saunders. Sophia Dunkley Brown, from, all from England. Anwar Hassan, Pakistan. Stan McCabe from Australia. Australia. Dale Richardson out of Barbados and uh, Dominique Wasanga from Kenya. And that's what I have for you here, Dennis. Back to you. we come back a little later. Thank you, Audley. Uh, Virgil, any birthdays for this month? Or tomorrow this week you want to share with us? Yeah, I have one, but I'll wait until next week. I think it's coming up, um, I don't know, the 20th. I don't even know what the the date is, but the 20th. So... It's my sister, my birthday, but I'll wait because they'll be listening on, on, on next week's show, so I'll do it on next week. 
You, you can you can okay. do it now because we, we we celebrate for the entire month. So if you remember, you can call her name. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. It's Jan- Janet. Um, what's her last name? Oh. <laughs> Bachelor. Uh-huh. So you, Janet Bachelor. Um, celebrate her. I think it's on the twentieth. Her her birthday. I just want to wish her all the best. Um, and next week I'll do it. Um, formally because I think my sister will be listening next week. Um. So her, mom, so her mom can hear it. Thank you, Virgil. And I don't want to um, put Leon on the spot, but I know he's in and out uh, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. Leon's listening. Any birthdays you will bring to our attention? Mm-hmm. No, but I just want to tell the panelists, those who haven't heard, that we have two more deaths in our family. Oh, One, Lord. The, sister, the sister of my wife, Baby Hardy, she passed on on Thursday in Central Florida, and then my brother passed on moments ago, just about a couple hours ago or three hours oh, ago. Oh Lord! Kicksford Francis, he passed away today, and I'm in and out trying to help the family arrange for his home going and help in any way I can. So uh, we are grieving the loss of two more family members. So, All right. keep us Thank in you. your prayers. Folks. We certainly will do that, uh, Leon. I know Coach Jaden oh, is driving, but uh, yes, Coach Jaden. No, we'll any birthday? I'm, I'm okay. No, I don't have no. anyone. So please go on. Oh. All right. Thank you. We'll come back to you later, mm-hmm. Coach. Okay. Uh, let, let, me just, let, yeah, let me just let me let me say something to Mr. Francis. My Mr. Francis, um, I just want to say condolence to you and your family. Um, I, I just can't imagine how you're feeling now just to lose so much people are close to you within like not even a, about a month or less than a month. That must be the man, mm-hmm. one of the most painful thing anyone can go through. Which I said when I lose my mom alone by itself, I know how I felt. So I mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm just, it's just a sad, sad situation to see something like that, man. And I know it must be painful. Well, you know, the sad thing about it, though, Virgil, is that Sadie Hardy was the one who filed for all coming to America. And she worked as a, a homemaker for years, and she sacrificed her time and energy to filed the papers for us in, in those days, 19, in the 19, early 70s. And wow. we are forever grateful for that. And yes. she was struggling with ill health um, for years, and we didn't expect it, you know, so sudden, but she had to go one day. And um, we are forever grateful for her. So it meant her, her passing has brought a, a lot of um, sadness to our hearts because she was not only, she was not a, selfish person. She devoted her to her family and did all she can to help each and every one of us. So we're going to be missing her. Leon, I just want to echo, um, of course, the condolences, what was sent by Virgil here, um, because mm. it, it just hit me now. I didn't know all this was going on. I mean, <laughs> all I could say is, oh, oh, because I know what has happened, you know, and, and continue to happen. And it's like you 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 have to be a strong man, and and I, I mean, I mean you need a lot of God's grace and and to stand, 
in in such a time like this. It's like left, right, and center, and 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 um, just remember that just at the same time when your wife died, you 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 had a niece a niece died too. You know, it yes, was in, in that same time period. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now and now now your wife's sister um, shortly after, and now um, your brother. And it, it, it takes a lot of God's grace and, and comfort in, a, in such a moment. And our prayers uh, is with your man and your entire family. With, and I'm not going to try to put myself in, in, in your shoes because we obviously can't. But I know it must be painful and a lot of grief. But in all the grief and all that, remember God is with you. And God he'll is in the mix. help you make it through. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, it could be worse, oddly. It could be worse, folks, because I have two other brothers. One sister and one brother, they are also struggling. So it wouldn't be surprised to hear we have another passing shortly. But you never know. They may live longer than I am. Would oh boy! Yeah, yes. it's just just yes, the same. Yeah. We feel for. Yes, we feel for you, Leon, and we understand the situation you're in. Okay, oddly, let's wrap it up. It's uh, for the birthday hour. That is. Okay, um, I have some birthdays here. Um, let me go back to. Um, okay, tomorrow my 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 brother-in-law, Omeldo, uh, we call we call him Archie. Archie will be celebrating mm. his birthday, and is right there in Valley Stream, Long Island. Happy birthday to you, Archie! And um, the fourteenth, um, that's on Thursday, my sister. She will be celebrating her birthday. Jean Bins, she'll be celebrating her birthday. Um, big up, Jean. Happy birthday to you when it comes. And uh, very dear um, church sister of mine. No, she's now Minister, Minister Rose, Rose Higgins. She will be celebrating birthday all too. So happy birthday to you, Rose, when it comes. God bless and keep you all. All right, that's the birthdays I have for my uh, personal birthdays for this week. So. We've come to the end of the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour once again. So we just want to ask to join us next week. And once again, we'll be doing it all over. But just remember, just in case you missed it, you can go back to blogtalkradio.com slash the cricket show. And you can hear it all, the entire program, right here on blogtalkradio.com slash the cricket show. So that's it for the Walter Henry birthday anniversary. Back to you, um, Mr. Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Let's hear a few bars of the birthday song from Byron Lee and the Dragonists. Happy birthday. What? Well, that doesn't sound like you. Yes, that's Happy uh, that's
Thank you. That last one was for Leon, one day at a time. We hope you can find some inspiration or something in that to uh, help you to uh, get through the day. Thank you, Brother Hartley. I think you've completed your session. Let's take... Yeah, can uh, I just squeeze in two? Can I just squeeze in two? Um, as we remember oh. that, um, you know, these guys celebrate uh, all month. Ivor Henry will be celebrating. Ivor will be celebrating on the 21st, and I know he's celebrating all month. And, month. of course, we have Jatna on the 23rd. Oh, and Jatna Patel. She's uh, over there in Tapa. She'll be celebrating on the 23rd also. So let's include include them in our birthday list all all month long. All right? So Iva and Jatna. Back Happy to birthday to Iva and Jatna. And uh, celebrate all month long in the best way you can and as often as you can. Now, before we move on, I would like to appeal to Coach Jatin. I know he has a distinguished guest driving with him today. Perhaps he can... Uh, have him say hello to our, our our panelists and listeners. Yeah, he'll join in about 15 minutes. We are at the restroom area stop, so oh, okay. as soon as he gets all back, right. I'll let him join. All right, thank but you. But meantime, I can give you a little bit update on that U19 women's uh, tournament going on in the West Indies. Uh, Excellent. Thank you. Uh, it's Go just ahead. to benefit both West Indies and USA. This is the first ever initiative for uh, West Indies as well as USA to put together uh, this kind of tournament. Uh, the idea behind or the intention behind is to pick up a good strength West Indies team out of this tournament. You may say yeah, West Indies All-Star team or National Under-19 team. And then uh, after this uh, series, which is going to end in the uh, next couple of days, they are going to schedule a play West Indies Under-19 versus USA Under-19 uh, the T20 series. And that will be definitely a plus for the both teams while they are preparing for the 2023 under-19 first ever World Cup in South Africa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that update, Coach, and we appreciate it very much. So when your distinguished guests come along in a few minutes, we'll come back to you and uh, get an introduction. In the meantime, let's uh, move on to... Um, uh, a report that uh, recently surfaced in a our newspaper called Clutch Point as recently as July the 8th. And it was, there's an article in which uh, the former Indian opener Akash Chopra has questioned the BCCI decision to rest senior players, including regular captain Rohit Sharma, out-of-form star batter Virat Kohli, pace bowler Jasprit Bumrah, wicketkeeper batter Rizba Pant, and all-rounder Hardik Pandya from the upcoming three-match ODI series against the West Indies. Chopra, taking indirect dig at the out-of-form players, said during his time, players were dropped for poor form and not rested as has become the norm these days. The BCCI announcement was also slammed by former Indian pace bowler Irfan Pathan, 
was unhappy that the national selectors were giving players rests too often. Now, that sounds like a shocker, but we will start at the top and see if uh, uh, Coach um, Virgil, tell us what's your thought on that uh, announcement there. Virgil is away. Let's move down. Leon, you have any thoughts on this one? I, I think I think it is is a bad thing that India have done. West Indies, in as much as I knew that India would beat West Indies, we we don't want to have a second team coming to the West Indies. We want to play against the best, and even though they will crush us and they crush us badly, we want to take the defeat and hopefully we'll see some stars uh, emerging from playing with these world-class players. And not only that, it may just open the eyes of the IPL franchise to look at some of the West Indies players who have done well against the England full-strength team. I don't know if this was is, is something that they feel West Indies is, is, is a, as such that they can play any team and beat us. But I would rather be beaten and do well than to, be, to beat a team that is a second-string team coming from India. And the crowds demand better, and the crowds, are, to me, will be looking forward to see the, the, the top Indian players on show and get beaten rather than to be beaten by, to beat a team that is on the strength, in my view. Thank you, Thank you Leon. And Leon, can you do me a favor and just uh, say hello to 513-461-0032 while I talk oh. with Audley on the phone? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Audley, your thoughts, please. Yes, all right. Okay. Um, I, know that we're, I know that we're accustomed to big name. We're, we're accustomed to big name um, players, um, you know, yeah. in the forefront. Le- Leon, you're on the ear. Can you... Um, no, no he's not. Go, go ahead, Audley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, are you hearing me? Yes, we are hearing you, Audley. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 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 what I'm saying is that um, we can be, we can feel disappointed disappointed at times because certain players because of their name, the profile and stuff like that, you know, won't be making a team, and right away we think we are getting a second second string team. Look, from India, you can't get a second string team from India, in my opinion, because you, you always have players knocking down and banging down the door, and um, this is how stars are born. You know, um, they, 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 um, this is what England and um, other big teams are doing now. They are, they, are, they are sort of lightening the workload for most of the players that have been... They, they, remember, they play a lot of IPL cricket. They, they play a lot of um, Ranji Trophy. They play a lot of international cricket. So, therefore, they are trying to lighten the workload for some of those players. See, see, see um, um, where, where I was questioning when... James Anderson did not play uh, after he played in the first test and uh, against New Zealand did so well, but because of workload, they tried to shed workload. They, they, he didn't play in the second deliberately. They, they, they rested him, and he came back in the, in the third and he and he, he tore tore the, the, the um, New Zealanders away. So um, that's what they are doing now, nowadays, and I think it's going to be the new norm. Kohli, um, we know, is out of form. Yes, Pandey is is in the peak of form. So he's not rested or he's not um, dropped or, and, and it's called rested or neither Sharma and, and things like that. We'd really love to see them. But, uh, but we know that India has a team. India can play two different test, <coughs> test teams at the same time. 
two different ODI team and, and, and they are almost equally as strong. So that's my opinion. Thank you very much. Coach, are you, do you have your ears on? Can you comment on this? Yes, I'm here, back. Are you, can you, are you? For the, yeah, for the rest of concerned, I will say don't go by the name and differentiate team A or B, or primary team or secondary team, because India is a country uh, with a heavy pool of players for the international world. Uh, the two things are key for this West Indies trip, particularly this one and next, is India is trying to prepare themselves for the upcoming World Cup which is just few months away. Not only that, it will be the testing time for a lot of youngsters and inexperienced players, giving them the opportunity to part of this team and perform if they can fit in a World Cup team. At the same time, the key players need to be rested. They deserve the rest because they are playing nonstop. There is a lot of workload in terms of the number of games they play and the practices they do. So overall, their body needs to be well rested. So it does not matter who brings in. It's a still India team. And then uh, looking at the West Indies side, it does not matter which side or how they compose the team. It will be definitely a fight on the field. You can see ongoing series in England. We have a lot of new players and young players part of it. And they are trying to get into to form a World Cup team chemistry. Yes, they have a lot of up and down. Some serious players are not back into the rhythm or momentum. And uh, their numbers are like below expectation. And uh, I will not be surprised if the next World Cup team in India may have a few major changes, because that's how it is. But at the same time, we need to look for the future, and there are lots of people desperately looking for the opportunities, and that is what the India is giving. So it shall be the tough fight. And uh, by the way, for today, I have Dirat uh, Parsana with me, riding with me. We are coming back from uh, Atlanta, Parambirs, where we hosted uh, Dwayne J. Bravo, the champion, on Friday evening. Mm -hmm. So we'll yeah. be definitely talk more about it and what the event was and what we are doing. But I'd like to give you the brief. Niraj Parsara is a former chess player from India. And after uh, mm -hmm. he was done with his playing career, he's been a curator to prepare the pitches around the world for the last 36 years. And the top of that, 20 years heavily involved in BCCI preparing pitch. So tonight we have him as he's riding with me. So he's here on the radio for the uh, rest of the evening. All right. Thank, thank you and welcome, Mr. Prashana. Is that the correct uh, pronunciation there? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Double. I'm just wondering. Double. Yes. What well, is your thought? 
Yes. What is your thoughts on this uh, suggestion that uh, there are some unhappiness with India arresting some of their top players for the tour of the West Indies? Are you able to give us your insights into uh, this particular comment? No comment on that. No comment on that. No comment on, on that. All right. Thank you. Welcome, <laughs> and we're happy you're able to join us. But we hope that you'll be able to, uh, you know, join us in uh, with other comments during the course of the evening. Uh, yes. Virgil, did, yes, did we get? Yes. Okay. Um, no, um, India have the right to do that, man. India have enough people, and if you, if you have a championship coming up at the World Cup, probably some of the same guys that arrested, nobody know, know if these guys will even reach the World Cup. Anything can happen. So you have to play your other players that you have. So, but even for the West Indies coming to the West Indies, nobody going to the game. So at least you bring a team to play the West Indies, all the West Indies got to do, whatever team comes, try to beat that team. Don't go off of, this not coming and that not coming or what? Because, as I said, the World Cup coming up and you have to try this 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 other this other new um other members of the, of 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 your squad. You have to try this guy out because you never know. You don't even know who is going to be in your squad because some of the new players they're trying out now probably half of them might be in the squad and the other half is gone that you think supposed to be there because they're performing and that is what you want because if you're performing, I'm not going to go off of name. I'm going to go off a of performance. So I'm glad that these youngsters are getting their chance there, you know. It's not like we that have our players, they're doing good in our local game, and then all of a sudden now we just drop them out because we think they're not, as they call it, pass some kind of idiot test or something like that or whatever, and they're making runs. So you, you're making runs, you're going to be in my team. Because for number one, if Coley, Go out and play all his game, and he's not performing. He should not be in the World Cup if he's not performing. If you have a young set of performing, he's supposed to be on, on, on the World Cup. Even though Coley is fitter than the youngster, at least is the runs is what counts in the World Cup. Because giving me fit, fitness and no runs, I can't want you. I need runs on the ball. I need runs out there. Thank you, Virgil. Virgil says that uh, the performance is what counts, not the name. So we should always continue to uh, look at the stats and not look at the man's, in the person himself or herself when it comes to selecting your team. And before I, I move on here, there's another item we wish to um, look at. And I can assure you, it is another item from India, but I'm not picking on India. I can assure you this is just what's making the news. So if we also uh, take an impartial look at this particular comment from Sonil Gavaska, a former, and this is a report from NDTV Sports Desk and ICC News website. It says, former Indian captain legend Sonil Gavaska raised an important point about foreign coaches getting first-hand information about Indian players during their stints in the IPL. Gavaska was asked about a reported incident that England head coach Brendan McCollum signaled his bomb the balcony to bowl short deliveries at Treas Lair. Gavaska told Sports Today that he had not seen the incident but he pointed out that IPL stints for foreign coaches is something that needs into because it is proving to be disadvantageous 
post Indian cricket. Now, once again, uh, not picking on Indian cricketers, but this is the news and we're here to inform and learn. So let's hear what, let's start again. Leon, what's your thought on this? That the Indian coaches, the, 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 the foreign coaches are getting information about the Indian and know how to. I, I, I don't have any problem with that, you know. But just to go back to the point I raised before about India bringing not, and, and, and not, and some other players. This is becoming a trend when they're visiting the Caribbean. Remember Australia came, they brought a team with not many of their top-ranked players. They were beaten. England, I mean, Australia came and they were beaten. England came and they too were beaten when they did not bring to a broad and Anderson as well. And they were beaten. Now India is going to do the same. To me, is that only the fans want to see these top-ranked players too. And the fans want to rub shoulders with them. Even if they don't play all the matches, the fans would want to see them play at least one match. So that's my point. But India knows that when it comes to the, the foreign coaches, they're going to come and they are bound to, to get some knowledge about India cricket. And I don't see no problem with it, but um, they probably may do some restriction and, and tell them, give them a limit what they can do and what they can't do. But that's the way of the world. You pick the coaches, they, they're obviously going to find a way. And they too want to win, and they want to win a, IPL championship, so it's it's a right. game in my view. All right. Bert, Bert, Virgil, do you believe that foreign coaches should be kept out of the IPL? Uh, no. Um, Mr. Francis, I, 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 something you said there, um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Now. Something you said I wanted to totally <laughs> go against with why you said something about, um, but let mm-hmm. me go on further than that. Um, yeah. No, because you know something? All these games, it's televised, right? Everybody can see yes. the games. So if yes. you see that me, I'm batting, and I can't take short ball, everybody can see that. So if I'm going to bowl against you, I know I'm going to do that. So I can't see if a coach that was coaching one of the team over there, see a guy have a, a weak spot, and now he's coaching another team or something like that, he's going to tell because it's same, it, 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 it goes down to be the same thing. If I'm, if I'm from India and I'm coaching one of those teams, and I know I have Mr. Francis on my team, and he's from India too, and I know he can't play short ball. Now I leave and go and coach another team. So I go on Mumbai Indian, and I know we're going to play against Mr. Francis. I'm going to tell my, um, my bowler to give him short ball too, because I know that. So it's the same, and you see it on television. So if I'm coaching a team, I don't even have to be down there. I can see that that person doesn't like short ball, so I'm going to tell my, my players, give him short ball. So I can't see, I can't see, all I got to do, Tell their players or whoever it is, if you're having a problem with short ball, go in the net and practice somebody bowling short ball. So when you go out there to play, you would not have a problem. So if not a coach, tell the opposition to give you short ball. You should not have a problem with it. So I don't see I, I don't see that that should be a problem really. I don't see it. But no, let me get back to what Mr. Francis said. It's the spectators want to see these players. Remember, Mr. Francis, we do not have spectators in the in the ground. Well, that's because you can let you, you can let a mangoose inside there. You can let a mangoose inside there, and you catch it and go have them with a hide. <laughs> when <laughs> when a very cold audience, I understand that. 
Huh? They're going to come. When I, you remember Coley came to Antigua and he demanded that Rakim Cornwall bowl to him? You know how, yeah, that's, how that's important that was? Yeah, that's how he practiced his game. But, okay. yeah, you know, he practiced his game. Hmm. Yeah, but people, you know... I mean, when, the, when, when India play, the only players, when, when India comes to the West Indies and they play two games up here, the only game, the only game was called the one up here. And there was 99.99999% was all Indian inside here. There was no West Indian India watching the game. It was a little small percentage. Well, you at know, least, so at least we, we, have, get some, we get some more okay. spectators, Virgil, if the you Indian so? players come. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, seems like Vern Leon is not on the same wavelength on that one. Oddly, which wavelength are you on? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm on Virgil's side because um, it sort of sounds ridiculous to me for you to be complaining about what the coaches are doing when, when it's public knowledge. I mean, it, it, <laughs> as Virgil point, already pointed out, you don't even have to be in India. You, you watch cricket from, you're watching cricket from all mm. around the world, and you are seeing it. And, and as a teammate, you can take the news back to you know, whoever you, you, to your countrymen and let them know, you know, just in case, you know, and, and as I said before, it's already public knowledge, everybody watching it. So I don't think it makes any difference. Um, it, it's not like back in the, back in the, in the, in the 50s and 60s when they, 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 there wasn't thing, you know, you never have instant replay and video videographer and you know everybody watching and slowing down stuff and study the players and watch and everything no one nowadays every team has the different people like that watching so without without the the manager uh any foreign coach or whatever saying anything all your information is out there already so it, it doesn't make a difference in my opinion then right. just let me clear it here because I am with Virgil with that, you know. I'm different with yes. Virgil with regard to the team, the team mm-hmm. that India is sending. I'm saying yes. that I would prefer, and I know the spectators would prefer, to see a top-ranked player. They see a Virat Kohli. They see a Richard Pant. They see, you know, the, the danger. Yeah. Players like that. That is what I'm saying. What? And okay. they don't have to play uh, them in all the matches. Uh, uh, on, on the other hand, Leon, the same thing happened with the West Indies when they when the top West Indians didn't go to to um, um, Bangladesh, and we, we saw the birth of uh, of Kyle Myers and Bonner and things like those. So it gave the other players who are hungry but an opportunity it, to it get in. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. But that's the best we could do. But yeah, but as I said, that's better. how stars are born, right, you know? So Other people right. get it the opportunity. Right, yeah. It would not be right, Arlie. It was not right. But that's it's not the, the right or the wrong do. of it. I'm just saying it gives yeah. other people an opportunity, you know, to shine. And they, they, once they, they get hold of it with both hands, they, they are still holding on and they're holding their spot. Yeah, but we want to see, we want to see the top round clear. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Now, I don't want to put Coach in, 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 a, in a tricky spot, but uh, would Coach like to comment on this? I am definitely with the great legend, Sunil Gavaskar, period. Oh, I right. hear the Hartley, Virgil, but this is a different situation. Number one point, the team chemistry. Let's mm-hmm. say 
India is a diverse team. We understand that in terms of the religious, culture, and social. There's everything out there, and they are trying to blend with the foreign players. But if you look at the combination of the team, if you have 11 players and barely three or four foreign players, but the majority players of the Indian origin or the Indian players, and uh, some of them have difficulties with the English and foreign uh, languages, I will say it makes more sense to have the more local coaches in IPL. Number two, I like to give a different perspective when it comes to the coaching. Coaching is not about coaching the entire team. Being a coach, you are more involved on one-on-one coaching also, on the sidelines, off the field, and on the field. So what it means, there is a relation between any individual player in the team with the coach to tell them the truth. Honestly, I will say there is a binding where they have to express their difficulties facing certain deliveries or playing against certain conditions, their partnership, the way they perform. And what happens here, that is the point. It's a disadvantage for India. If you're trying to groom a player or develop a professional player who is going through some difficulties and looking for the improvement, he is telling something to the coach. And now this particular issue can be used other way. For example, coaches coaching in India and know these ballers, their hard time, difficulties, weakness, and strength. And if the, the same coach is coaching some national team, it will definitely hurt the India. Because the coach, even they have a different cap, taking off the IPL cap and taking the, any other national cap, but he has the information which is coming from inside the team. It is not about what they're showing you on the team. And if you go back, let's say just 20 years back, how was the cricket? It was a national patriotic situation. They are used to have every players coming from the same country. They used to keep their coaching staff and everyone from the country. And it was country against country. What the T20 has changed is that there's a blending together or combination of the team with the players. Players are getting friendly. Yes, there is an advantage. They are learning from each other by a lot of things. But at the same time, you are exposing their weakness too. So the point here, the biggest concern, the, what the legend thinks is, IPL like a lot of West Indies fans and a lot of people here in the radio show or the panelists, they always say IPL is killing cricket. They are all care about money. All is good. But what happens, even the India does well in the IPL, their national team performance, when they go for the ICC world-level events, it's going to definitely be this disadvantage against any country who has their head coach is a part of the IPL, and that is what the concern is. Uh, let me all come right. right inside here. Let me come right inside here. I'm going to turn it around now. You have all Indian coaches, okay? You have players from all over the world come into the IPL. 
these guys have the same identical problem like what the Indian players have. They have their weakness, and they're telling those weakness to the coach. So the same identical thing can happen to the Indian players is the same identical thing can happen to the foreign players. So now they, you have an advantage over them now because you know you as if the Indian coach have their weakness and their strength, so you can pass it on to whoever coaching Indian team also too. So anyhow you put it, it's both teams have a disadvantage or an advantage over, it's not going for one side, it's going for both players from all over the world. Indian players, whoever come from Australia, whoever come from West Indies, because as I said, if these guys have problems, they're going to tell their coach and they go to try to work with them or get some information from them when it's personal or something like that. And it's, it, it's going to be the same identical thing. So anywhere I put it, it's not one side benefit from it. Is it either be everybody benefit benefit from it or everybody losing from it? So it doesn't go on one side; it goes for the both sides. If it was all Indians playing in the IPL, I could understand what you're talking about. But it's not all Indian playing in the IPL. It's team from Australia, England, Bangladesh, all over West Indies playing inside there. So everybody know their downfall and their ups, their, their ups and their downs. So it come out well, to be the same identical well, thing. Okay. Well said, sir. But I can say. I'm not saying that I agree or disagree, but let me give you one simple example. Over the years, look at the West Indies history. Plenty of legends used to play in a county. And who got the advantage? Do you ever have British players or ECB players or some Indian players coming in West Indies and playing and become a legend? Just explain me for one question, and we are all good. No, we don't. Well, we don't have no. We don't have no tournament down there for nobody playing to. So they could not come. Only now, only now we have a tournament that people come from different places and play. But before we never have none of. Once our players is home, we don't have no competition nowhere. So we have to go somewhere. Only now they are here, and we having foreign players come into um, our games to play now. So we never have that before. So right, point two, I can you. tell you, let, let, let me finish here. One more point yes. and I'm done. I'm yes. not going to keep yes. continue on that one. If yes. you look at this English county setup over the years, it was dominated by European coaches. In the ECB coaches, their players, and they only allow one or two good international stars to be part of it. And look at the glory, look at the history from Sobers, Kanhais, Clyloid, I can name it. 50 West Indies players got the huge advantage out of it. And that is what it's the IPL going other way. Here is not the player advantage. I'm telling you right here. Sunil Gawas is, is the smartest guy. No doubt, he's a more of a commentator and journalist, but he has an in-depth knowledge of the game compared to any one of us, and what he sees in this IPL, the major advantage, or you can say take away, is the foreign coaches. All right. Thank you, Coach. Your insight is well appreciated. I will Let me ask Coach, offer... what would you suggest to happen to these coaches? What would you suggest, Jatin? Would you suggest anything? Yes, guest is here. We are guest is here, and we can talk about it. And uh, beginning yes. to start, 
I can give you a little bit uh, insight why he is and why he is riding with me. How about that? Okay. Yeah, so sure. He currently is in San Francisco. Uh, he's a, like a U.S. green card holder, and he has his son and daughter. So he is a, like a frequent visitor. And uh, very soon, uh, with his age is catching up, close to 75, he's trying to stay more in U.S. side. But uh, right mm. now, his son is in uh, California, San Francisco area, as well as daughter in uh, down south, uh, Fort Lauderdale area. So he is involved in a lot of projects here in U.S. He recently almost ready to close the Albany project in New York. And now he is also as a part of the consultant for the Parambir Sports Complex, where we are going through a final stages to prepare that uh, ICC level ground there. So he was uh, visiting here and joined this weekend to help his uh, input in terms of the experience and expertise which is coming from the icc level uh, uh, ground making and even he has done a lot of uh, big stadiums uh, in india so what we're trying to do here is uh, we had a duenjo bravo dj bravo was uh, here in atlanta just to visit the mm-hmm. field and uh, give us uh, their feedback and it definitely motivates the owner and the legend speaks about the ground and giving the insight how we can make the good grounds. And that was the whole weekend idea, how we can help the family who is investing money to make the best possible venue. That's intention. But uh, while he was coming, he did not fly Atlanta. He fly to Indianapolis, my place. And uh, mm. that is what we are riding together. He's uh, still going to stay at my place tomorrow and taking off for the San Francisco on Tuesday morning. And uh, we are coming from the same state, by the way, Gujarat. And I played with his uh, cousin brother for about uh, one good season. He's also first-class cricketer. And uh, because of those relations, we feel like uh, we have a lot of things in common when it comes to the cricket. So we wanted to spend some more time. And we are fortunate to have him on the radio tonight. So I will give it yes. to you guys a shot and panelists to come out and let's talk about his experience and uh, involvement in ground. And the, by the way, for the fans and listeners, we do had a Dheeraj Prashara a few months back on radio. Initially, he talked about his involvement and uh, his uh, reason to help the U.S. cricket. Yeah, I remember thank that. You. Thank, thank mm-hmm. you, Coach. Um, did, before we... Um, move on there. I think is this uh, looks like we've been joined by I think it's either Donna or Ivor. Which is it? Hello to you there, Donna or Ivor? It's Donna. Donna, well, good afternoon and welcome. Uh, Would Coach, would uh, your guest be prepared to make a comment on the question before us uh, regarding is foreign coaches in the IPL a positive or a negative for Indian cricket? He lately spending a lot of time in development and more on the ground side, so he don't pay too okay. much attention on what's going on. And that it's is fine. the reason he highly recommends not to speak about uh, current activity. It is just like I a lot of West Indies legends we get on radio and they don't like to speak about current situation, you know? 
Fine, fine. We respect that, uh, Coach, and we won't uh, post the issue. Just a quick comment to be respectful to make sure that, uh, you know, we're not leaving him out of the conversation and by his choice. Um, Thank yeah. you. Um, we will... There's another comment here which perhaps is the reverse of the one we've just been discussing, and that is uh, there's a talk uh, recently, Tim Wigmore, writing for MSN.com, highlights the discussion of the High Performance Review Group, a body that is focused on ways to improve and encourage the future growth of English county cricket. One idea on the table is the suggestion that to play county championship matches overseas. That is, the rationale for this idea is to improve English spin bowling. Apparently, English spinners bowled 23% of overs in the county championship, so there's a lack of good spin bowlers in the English domestic game. English pitches are not spin-friendly, like playing in UAE and Sri Lanka is one way to develop spin bowling. Additionally, it is suggested that playing overseas, that is playing English county matches overseas, reduces the pressure on the domestic schedule due to lack of time for players to recover, train, and prepare for matches. I performance plan to develop option for the future structure of English county cricket. So, Let's see if we can get any ideas from uh, my panelists. Should English County Championship matches be moved overseas? Not necessarily all of them, but one or two per season, the way the NFL does with their with their um, NFL uh, matches overseas. What do you say, uh, Leon? Well, what I say it would be a good good idea if they were to overseas but my only concern is where the finances who will be financing the, this project because obviously if they come overseas they would want to be housed in the best accommodation they would want to have the best facilities West Indies for one I don't think will be able to provide that if the English or the Australian or wherever they are coming from would be provided to take care of these um, expenses I welcome them with both arms. No problems whatsoever and get more West Indian players involved as well. Anything for the, the development of cricket I'm for. So I say Oddly? Yes. Sorry, oddly? What's your thought? Leon thinks it's a good idea. What's yours? Yeah, I, th- I personally think it's also a very good idea. Um, the NFL has been doing this for quite a m- amount of years now. And um, it, it, it's well-received in, in England. It's well-received other countries that they've taken into. So um, I, I see nothing wrong with it. I, I would love to see something like that. I, I, and I share Leon's concern, but then then if they're going to do anything like that, then they would have already taken that into consideration and maybe, you know, call on some sponsors to take care of, care of certain things. So I, go along. I, I, I love it. I'd love to see something like that. But the, the idea is just... The idea is just coming to fruition, oddly. Virgil, what mm-hmm. is your thoughts on this question? Um, to me, to have county team go outside, uh, and this game will be playing for maybe, I don't know how long. I think it will be too expensive. No, if you have individual players playing, you have an extra team, I have different individual players playing 
one is on the country team, uh, if you have a special team and different players from your country play and some of these guys join the team, it's okay because it's not that expensive. But when you have a whole squad, you have about four county team or something come down here to play for whether two months or six weeks, it's a very expensive no. thing, and I don't think that will work. Yes, but they're not saying that this is the format. They're saying, is this a good idea or is it not a good idea? Is it a good idea, Virgil? Not for the whole team, but for member players play in the other teams and them, I would support that. All right. I don't know. Do- Look, um, Donna, do you have a... Can, can I... Can Sorry, I oh, yeah. when, when you're finished. Go ahead. When you're finished. Go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, um, like, for instance, a couple of the English county teams play in our Caribbean tournament uh, a few years back, right? more than one, mm-hmm. right? They play from time to time because they want to get the match ready, match fit. And they carried them out and they played alongside our Caribbean team, but they, they, they did not, um, they don't get, get points and things like that. So it's not a possibility that they could have won the West Indies tournament. But they, they, mm-hmm. keep, they, they, they are kept competitive, right? They, you, you know, um, match ready. And so I, yes. I, I, don't, I, I don't see it being too expensive if two teams want to come up. As I said, they would have taken all that into consideration. And you have airlines that are ready to sponsor the team, you know. I mean, that's big free, free advertisement, you know. And, 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 and this hotel will take part. And so sometimes mm. it does, doesn't necessarily cost the, the, the team a whole lot because sponsors step in and they, they, are, they are more than happy to do that to get the names all over the place there. So I'm not saying to explain the good idea and no, I'd love to see it. And I think it may just be right. operation. No, oh, good idea. Oh, uh, Dennis, oh, oh, guess, uh, yes. can we hear from our guests? Yes, oh, so, certainly. Coach, can our, does our guests have any thoughts on this particular suggestion? It will be definitely a great idea because a uh, few reasons. Number one, Game in England, paying all expenses in pounds, it's definitely expensive on budget side. If they move to the outside, especially South Asian countries, let's say, their currency is in access. The means can be cheaper. Number two, looking the England situation in the last 10 years, I would say, the majority of the spinners is coming from South Asian origin, typically, I can say, Moinali, Rasid, these are coming from Pakistan origin. So lately, English county, the pitches and the environment is not that great to develop a spinner, because those tracks does not offer spin at all. These Moinali and other spinners are getting the wickets because of the variation. They are not getting any help from pitches, and that is the one... If they want to develop the spinners, either they turn their tracks into the spinning tracks or go out and find the spinning tracks of practice on it. Number two, the biggest concern of England, if you look at right now, in last five years, I will say, they are excellent when they are playing in England, which offers the swing and the pace. But as soon as the same team goes to Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, or Sri Lanka, they just have a horrible time to face the spinners because there is a technical issue. 
in the fast bowling or swing bowling, you just come into the line and attack the ball. Where the spinners is a different business. You go, the ball is coming slow. You got to have the good fit work and let the ball come to you. And when it's not happening, look at what the last series happened in India. The England was tumbled. They had no clue how to place those spinners. Even they had a great batsman. We have seen the series. They won the first test, but they lost horribly all remaining three, less, uh, three tests and uh, entire series. So in my opinion, again, in my opinion, it can be beneficial three ways. The financial situation, getting the county cricket to exposure in a different uh, areas, and number three, to strengthen their own team capacity. So I will go for it. If they want to implement that, they need to go Middle East or Southeastern country and start playing on the spinning tracks, and that can be a real test for any type of English player. Well, Coach right. thinks it's a good idea. What about your, your our guest before we move on? What about our guest? Does he have any opinion, or does he wish not it's to comment? Yeah, I, I would like to say that uh, I play a lot of cricket in England. I've been 73 to 84 years old. Since then, I have been uh, a
fast bowler. It is with shine on it, a little bit grass on it. It also has the teamwork to seize the ball. It is also something for the spinner as well. Because surface is there, people are doing running between the wickets. So always surface goes on a slower side where the spinner come in the picture. Can I add something here, guys? <laughs> Yes, please. Please go ahead. I'm still active coach in minor leagues. So I'm not going to give you a detail, but I can tell you the coach's point. It's not about uh, visiting wicket before the game and look into. That's definitely advantage. You can take almost 65% of the expectation out of the pitch when you visually see as a coach. But for me, I also ask the one more question. Who built the pitch? And I can uh-huh. tell you a little bit difference here. If I hear the name that West Indies curator has built it, expect the pace and bounce. If somebody else, okay. guess what? It's a different way. Great. All right. So it's a matter of knowing who the, you know, because the, the skill hands of preparing the pitch belong to. That is what makes because the, that's all the, the difference. How they, because, yeah, because the how they put together a pitch. I'm not trying to uh, yes, get into the agreement, uh, argue or the disagreement, but mm-hmm. the point is the way they build pitches in West Indies, we are looking at the hard tacks, right? And yes, more yes. of a pace of wickets rather than uh, give any advantage to the spinners, I call it, because of the hard rolling and some uh, way the surface looks. I'm not going to go in detail, but then we have a uh, I'm coming from playing in India, and we know how they make pitches. And as soon as you go and see certain things, like less grass, some cracks, some moisture in it, then we know how this wicket going to behave, right? So as you start, you might have something little bit for the medium paces and fast ballers, and eventually more you use, more you got the temperature of middle of the afternoon or something, Okay, spinners are coming into the play. And that is what exactly happening in U.S. As a coach, I look at the surface, two-thirds, means almost 65% of the things, I have to judge it from the surface and the local weather. And then you take one-third, how the pitch has been built. And that can give you a lot of clues how this pitch is going to react today. Thank you, Coach. Uh, your delightful insights into the pitch the pitch builders and of course how to read the information that's there for you to see you simply have to find out who is the maker the builder of the pitch thank you for that Adonna before we move on any comments from you not leaving you out of the loop Donna well, Donna is not there with us, but she's there with us. Anyway, to just break its monotony a little, I will give two bars of this song for Leon again on a day like this. We're still thinking about Leon. So let's hear two bars of this before we move on to the next item. One, two. <laughs> two. One, two. All right.
when troubles come and my heart burdened be, then I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me Groban. Leon, that one was played especially for you on a day like today. We have not forgotten what you're going through, and we hope that you can find just a little comfort in those words. We'll pause thank you, right thank you so much. We'll pause right now to welcome Simon into the tray. Simon, good evening. Welcome once again to the Cricket Show. Good evening to you, Mr. Dennis. And I'll also say good evening to Leon. Cardinal. Audley, Virgil, Mr. Patel, Jetner, Ivor Henry, Mr. Mackenzie, all our faithful listeners all over the world, I want to say a hearty good evening to everyone, and hope we had a wonderful week last week, and we are looking forward to a much better week this week. Donna and Murtry. And Murtry is with us. Have a very good evening also, and have a very good week. Be safe. And be healthy. All right. Thank you, Simon. Simon, are you ready with your uh, challenge to the panel? Yes, if you are ready, I'm quite ready. Yes, yes. if you're ready, I'm quite yes, ready. I, I think said, let me get on well. there and get it yes, out of the did. way. Okay. Um, ladies, mm-hmm. gentlemen, and um, question for tonight, 10th of July, 2022, which player has played the most matches as captain in men's World Cup cricket. I'm going to repeat it. Which player has played the most matches as captain in the men's World Cup cricket? 
Um, I'm going to say is, MSG. Is that, World I didn't get Cup, you. Is that, is that yeah, the World Cup. ODI. ODI. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. It's 50 overs. ODI. Yeah. That's yeah. The MS World Doni. Cup. ODI. Okay. Thank you. Ah, you're most welcome. That's my guess. MS Doni. Okay. Uh, thank you so I'm much. I'm going to guess Ricky Punting. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yep. yep. So, uh, is Mr. Patel with us? I know he always gets the answers. Yes, Mr. Patel. Is no, I say Ricky Punting. Okay. Ricky Leon, I think you're right. I think you're okay, right. Okay, let's, let's go down the panel. Uh, let's hear All the right. other panelists. All right. So, Virgil, what's your answer? Uh, I'll say Clive Like I know he kept in three. You know, somebody is <laughs> probably kept in more than that. That's a Clive Like. All right. Okay, Clive thank Lyle. you, Virgil. Uh, Leon. Oh, Leon said Pontin. I, That's I correct. said Ricky Pontin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Co- Coach Jatin, what's your comment? What's your answer? Clear answer. Sachin Tendulkar. Oh, okay. yeah. And he has a career. Come on, guys. He has a longest yes. career in international cricket. Means he uh-huh. has played, yes, I believe, yes, yes, six yes. World Cup. And he was part mm. of every World Cup because India never dropped him in his 25-year career. And no, nobody else has long about as captain. We are talking about captain. 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 He, said, he said as captain. captain. Oh, captain, captain. then captain. I will say Ricky Ponting. Captain okay. will be Ricky yes. Ponting. Yes. yes. Does, what about your, our guest? Will oh, let me go down company. the panel and hear what um, the others have to say. No. Mr. McKenzie. Uh, Simon. 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 Our guest, we have a guest, Simon. We're asking him for his answer to your question, which is the Men's World Cup captain with the, the, uh, the winningest? Uh, is that what you said? No, the most game. The most game. The most game. The most game. Can, most game. No. I can so, repeat it for so, him. I can repeat no. it. Which player has played the most matches as captain in Men's World oh. Cup cricket? Oh, as captain. Oh, thank you. Okay, mm. Coach, your, our, our guest, does he have an answer? Coach Jatin? Seems he's not here. Yeah, yeah, coach, it's coach, but, I already um, give it to you. I already give it to you. Yeah. It looks like a really Yes, okay. no, I, I was asking for your guest if he has an answer to the question. I heard yours. Do you get it? No, I don't remember much because I spent a lot of time Okay. I didn't. All right. I didn't quite. Uh, I, did, I didn't hear Mr. McKenzie. If Mr. McKenzie is not with us, um, uh, Simon. Uh, okay. My, my guess. My guess is going to be Clive Lloyd. Okay. And I mm-hmm. think that is. Thank you, Mr. All, Dennis. Oh, Unless um, Donna wants to take a shot at it. Donna, do you want to take a shot? Yes, give us your best shot, Donna. Donna? Donna is hiding. She's going to tea. She went to tea. Donna, yes, Donna's going to tea. Okay. Hello, hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I took her of hiding. I took her out of hiding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said maybe you went to tea, Donna. So okay. the question. I'm just about wild guess. I just said yes. that Sam 
like, I don't know. That's what her wife is. Okay. What'd you say? She what said she's going to take a guess. I don't know. She said Clive Lloyd. Just, okay. just guess. Just guess. Anything oh. goes. Right. Yeah, that's just a wild guess. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wild guess. No, nope. all right. She said Simon. Clive Lloyd. She said Clive Lloyd. That's yeah, all right. Clive, said Clive, Clive Lloyd. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Simon, it's, it's yours for the answer. Okay, I reveal my answer. Uh, the player yes. who played the most matches as captain in men's World Cup cricket is a man called Ricky Ponting. Yeah. And then... That is my answer for today. And Mr. Patel had it right. He said that also. He said Mr. He said Ricky Ponting. That's what my book says. No, 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 Simon. Simon, you gave gave Mr. Patel two chances. Okay, okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) He is disqualified. Leon, Leon, win it. Leon no, the, the I give you both answers. I give captain. you both answers. Who played the highest <laughs> batting yeah. as well as the captain? Come on, guys, that's supposed to be the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see Simon, you again got the. Can I ask a question to Simon today, President? Can please, I ask a question please, to Simon today? Yes, please go ahead. Go it's ahead, a very please. simple, Simon. Very simple question. Uh, from you, you, no question is simple. Yeah, if you, if you have watched today's game, the commentator says free throw. So in the field, in a cricket, the fielder throws at the wicketkeeper or the baller, but they use the two different words, overthrow, and the commentator says a free throw. We lost you there, Coach. I think you yeah. might have hit a blind spot. Can you? Yeah, he, went, he, he, went, he, went, he went down that tunnel. He went down that tunnel. He went down that tunnel. Okay. Yes. All right, Coach. Okay, Coach, give us your statement, your question again, please. Oh, oh he's, driving. he's driving. There is a there is a throw. When the fielder fills the ball in a field, they normally throw to wicketkeeper or a baller. Yeah. But if you are watching this current series in England, this term used different way. They call it a ah. free throw and the overthrow. So what is the free difference throw. between free throw and the overthrow? Okay. I, would I, would say like the, uh, I guess I didn't see the match today, but I said a free guess would be overthrow is when um, he throws it so high that the wicket keeper himself is not able to collect it. He's not able okay. to collect it. Oh, why the people is not able to collect it? One way or other. Right. That's my All guess. Right. Coach? I didn't see the coach match today. All right, coach, you hear that? That is wrong. Is incorrect. That is incorrect. All right. <laughs> Enlight- okay. Can you tell us what is the answer, coach? Hmm. Oh, you want the answer? Okay. Yes. The yes. free throw means fielder throws at the baller or keeper but is not close to anybody, means there is no player who can collect that ball. That's a free throw. Belongs to anybody, let's say. But the same throw, when it goes beyond the reach for all fielders, 
whether it's a close by, second fielder, third fielder, and the batsman go for the run, that comes as an overthrow because you had an opportunity to score. It's not about height or the reach, but the overthrow where the possibility that the batsmen are scoring the runs. Okay. okay. It's okay. not in the book, and we talk about it today after the game. <laughs> no, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see the game. Know, sorry. But thank you for that um, explanation. I understand clearly. Thank you so much. All yeah, right, I, so. we know about the overthrow. I know about the overthrow, but the, the thing is, I, I didn't know free throw is something that um, that is new to me in cricket. I've never heard it talk about free throw. That at least they, mm. they, they, they don't use that terminology. You know, so that so is, that, that that's is what I to surprised too, because mm-hmm. today, in a matter of last two years, I will say since the corona. These are the two commentators who are using these free throws. And I was uh, watching these games. I believe it was like 18 or 19 deliveries left close to the inning. If you rewind the tape, you will see there was a throw came from uh, mid-wicket area towards the mid-off. And the commentator says, free throw. Right. It's just your puzzle for the listeners. What's going on here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Coach. That is very useful because many of us have not been aware of this, but now we certainly are. And right, thank like you so much. You see how much we can learn from this cricket show. This uh, is the best let, show on radio. Best show yeah. on radio. Let me ask thank a question you. there. We, I'm going to ask a question. We talk about they, they had this new this new rule coming or law or whatever they call. Um, you know, when 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 you hit the ball and you cross yes. and you catch the ball. Yes, that will be in effect in October. In October. Oh, in October. October. Okay, okay, okay. I just yeah. want to make sure yeah. when, what time is in effect because I see uh, something yeah. happened today. So I was wondering if it's already in effect. Uh, uh, no, not, not special, until October. Like test game uh, one day or whatever. Okay, October. Right. Okay. 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 It, now get, uh, go ahead, um, Leo. We're inside the Lawrence Yagaro hour. It's four minutes, mm-hmm. five minutes after eight o'clock. You know, eight to nine is the Lawrence Yagaro hour. So we are we in the Yagaro. Right. We appreciate that very much, Audley. Uh, um, Leon, you have a question. You have a comment. Yeah, la- last, go, just go back to last week's question. Remember we talked about 35 runs being scored in the last over? Yes. Um, and how much runs did we say that Boomer score? 36. Was it 27? Was it 27? I think we said he scored 35, right? No, he didn't score 35. No, he didn't score 35. I think out of 35, I think out of 35, five were extras. No. Five, okay. Four, four, 31, he scored 31. He scored 31. Okay. He scored 31. So I think there was a one wide or no ball, and they end up with the five extras. So there got to be six extras, which does not belong to batsmen, I will say. No. Okay. So, uh, that, so in any case, go ahead. Audrey. In any case, what 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 I would like to find out, um, what was the official um, score in the one over by Boomerang? Because we know that Lara and and George Bailey held the record. They held the record. George yeah, had to 28. 28. So so yeah. did he break it? He broke the record. No, the number of runs. Yeah. Was 35. 35 is the number yeah. of runs. No. 
But we're talking about uh, um, the individual that was scored. Yes, that's what that's what I'm asking. Or maybe I'll, I'll rewind that final because we want to know how much. How much? Because we know that he well, if he if he scored 31 in the one over, he has the record by himself now because 28 was the was the previous record. So if he, if he scored at 31 in the, the in the one over, that's what I'm talking. Well, no. Well, 30, All right. I, 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 look I, I look it up. I look it up. I look it up. I look it up for that time. What they are listing that record as when Bumrah was batting, the team scored 35 runs in a single over. That's how they yes, right. counted that the record. Correct. It's not about yes. the individual yes. record because yes. they labeled it this is the over. Where some teams score 25 runs, which has never happened, just like that. I, I, I understand. I understand that. But that's what I want to find out. I know Boomerang got the majority, great majority of the runs. So I, I want to know if I could find out without having to having, uh, you know, go back and research how much he actually scored to see if yeah. he got the record. We can, we, can re- we can revisit that over, but to me, it looks yeah, like yeah. 30 individual runs. Umbra score and six came out as extra. Well, well, okay. he, he would he would have the record by himself now. Okay. He has the okay. record. So that's well, a twenty-nine. One of Laura's plus six. record is gone. So one of Laura's record is gone. Okay. But Laura was a well, joint record holder, right? Wasn't he? Joint record with Someone George Bailey. Else. George yeah. Bailey from Australia. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you mean that in Test, right? In Test, in Test, we're talking. Okay. In Test, yeah. Test, Test. All right. Simon, you see that uh, your question has elicited some uh, uh, response, and we learned something Mm -hmm. new again this week. Let's welcome Joyce to the panel. Joyce, how are you? And welcome again to the Cricket Show. Uh, Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Good to hear everybody's on the call again. We hope that you've been watching the under-19 ladies uh, tournament and maybe have, have something you can share with us on that. Uh, yes, I've been watching, and USA U19, under-19 girls are doing very well at this time. Yes. But then I see the against team should be more <laughs> uh, stronger, but that's okay. They're still in a learning process, uh, how to My play see. cricket, and they're experiencing all that, yes, yeah. My it's sentiment wonderful to watch exactly. all girls playing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the takeaway. It's wonderful to watch the girls play. Now, ladies right. and gentlemen, we will take and, a look and at And now I just want to say happy birthday to you because we celebrate the entire in month. We know, we, we, know the we know the 24th would be your birthday, so we just want to start wishing you happy birthday from now. Oh, thank all you. Right. 23rd. Okay. 23rd July. <laughs> but... We celebrate the <laughs> whole month, Thank so you. here you have it. Thank you. Right. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> we, uh, 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 we will uh, I, Dennis, Dennis, yes. I, I just don't want us to forget this uh, at all because it's important. The yes, award that was given to Seville, the Caribbean yes. Community Award, I don't know if he has it listed, but that is something is very, really dear to me, and I would love for us to talk about it in, in your at your... Legend. All right. Well, you have brought it to the fore, Leon. Let's hear what else you have to add to it. I'm aware of it, but uh, let's well, take the lead. Well, on well, I would say, I would say personally that it's 
long overdue and uh, not long overdue, uh, correctly given and timely awarded. And I just wish him he couldn't have come to a better person. Uh, from all I know of Saviv, he's one of the most unselfish persons that I have ever met. He never forgot where he came from. And as far as I'm concerned personally, I'm in deeply indebted to him, and I wish him well. I hope he goes on to live a long life and have more awards to, be, um, to, to receive around the world. But Leon, for those who are not aware, I think Sir Viv was awarded uh, the Caribbean, uh, Caribbean, Caribbean Community uh, Award. The Order of the Caribbean, Caribbean Community Award for his services to the game and the peoples of Antigua and the Caribbean? The Caribbean, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I think we all celebrate that award and uh, we continue to, you know, keep, uh, sir, you know, in, in, in our esteem, highest esteem, because he has earned it, sir, has earned the award and he has helped to move Caribbean people Mr. forward. Mr. Francis, are you, talking the, are you talking the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will ever be? <laughs> yeah, All right, thank you very much. You are spoken about for The man who refused a bank... Listen to me. The man who refused a blank million-dollar check. He could sign a million dollars and up. And he said, no way, Hussein. Take it back to where he came from. Yes, well, we appreciate and recognize. Yes, because about I, I, I kind of want to say it was blood money, so I didn't want it. Again, that was his opinion, you know, that was his opinion because um, the yes. man who we honor this evening right now, the hour is mm -hmm. Lawrence Yagaro, and others have different opinions because um, yes, they went to somewhere. South Africa and they, they coached blacks mm -hmm. that, weren't, that weren't getting coaching and they played top-class cricket in front of, you know, those the black ears and stuff like that. So um, but, it's, a, it's a matter of opinion. Yeah, but we also hear yeah. different things, though. So sometimes people will do yes. show things, yes, show things to you that there just to make it look like this is what's going on, and once you're gone, it's a completely different thing. So, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We appreciate the sentiment on both sides. Uh, the surveyor has shown that he stood up in his hour and according to his conscience. And so we appreciate that, and he deserved the award. Now, we're rapidly running out of time. Let me give some information on the Toyota Minor League. There are rather a lot, a lot of information here, and I'm even wondering if I should go through it all. But I'll take a start, and maybe I'll you know, curtail it after a few minutes. But let's look at the matches from last weekend that we did not get results from. And that was the Fort Lauderdale Lions, 86, DC Hawks, 87, for five. That meant the DC Hawks, the winners. Houston Hurricane lost to San Diego Surfriders, 143 to 147. East Bay, East Bay Blazers, 153 for four. Defeated Chicago Blasters, 152 for six. New England Eagles, 142 for 8, was defeated by Atlanta Fire, 143 for 6. 
Philadelphians, 163 for 9. New Jersey Cavaliers, 163 for 5. The game was won by the Philadelphians using the super over uh, tiebreaker. Orlando Galaxy, 109 for 9. Empire State Titans, 110 for 6. Dallas Mustangs, 178 for 7. Golden State Grizzlies, 146 for 9. St. Louis Americans, 108 for 8. Seattle Thunderbolt, 112 for 1. Silicon Valley Strikers, 215 for 5. Chicago Tigers, 175 for 10. Michigan Stars, 160 for 9. Hollywood Master Blasters, 107 for 10. Atlanta Fire, 134. Manhattan Yorkers, 162. Dallas Mustangs, 71 for 3. Hollywood Master Blasters, 66 for 10. So-called Lashings, 121 for 10. Seattle Thunderbolts, 122 for 4. The 4th of July, Atlanta Fire, 186 for 3. Philadelphia, 68 for 9. Fort Lauderdale Lions, 109. New Jersey Stallions, 187. Michigan Cricket Stars, 155. Silicon Valley Strikers, 158. Golden State Grizzlies, 174. Chicago Blasters, 171. Lone Star Athletics, 135. East Bay Blazers, 173. Houston Hurricanes, 144. SoCal Lashings, 130. Atlanta Fire, 141. DC Hawks, 136. Chicago Tigers, 126. San Diego Surf Riders, 125. Morrisville Raptors, 190. Manhattan Yorkers, 183. Orlando Galaxy, 149. New England Eagles, 152. And matches played beginning yesterday, the 8th. Chicago Blasters, 183. Chicago Tigers, 192. East Bay Blazers, 127. Golden State, 123. Chicago Tigers, 181. Dallas Mustangs, 158. Atlanta Fire and Atlanta Lightning, I do not have a score for that one. Manhattan Yorkers, 107. New Jersey, 105. New England Eagles, 149. New Jersey, 161. Orlando Galaxy, 141. Fort Lauderdale, 117. Empire State Titans, 189. Philadelphians, 190. Silicon Valley Strikers, 218. San Diego, 184. St. Louis Americans, 183. Houston, 131. St. Louis Americans, sorry, St. Louis Americans, 86. Dallas, 89. Golden State Grizzlies and San Diego Surf Riders, I do not have a result. New Jersey Stallions, 129. New England, 116. Orlando Galaxy, 188. Fort Lauderdale, 218. New Jersey Cavaliers, Empire State, no results at this point. And Chicago and Houston, no results yet. Silicon Valley and East Bay Blazers, no results yet. Now, those were the matches played between the third, fourth, and, of course, yesterday. And for next week, the matches coming up next week, 
will be Fort Lauderdale at Atlanta Broward County Stadium, 10 a.m. start. Again next week, 16th of July, Hollywood Master Blasters against SoCal at Woodley Park, 10 a.m. Chicago Tigers against St. Louis at ACAC Park, number one field, 10 a.m. New Jersey Stallions, Manhattan Yorkers, Mercy County, Mercer County Park, field number 4, 11 a.m. San Diego and East Bay Blazers at Canyonside, 2 p.m. D.C. Oak and Empire State at Veterans Memorial Park, 2 p.m. New Jersey Cavaliers and the Philadelphians at O Athletic Complex, 2 p.m. Houston and Dallas at Prairie View, 2 p.m. Chicago Blasters and Michigan Stars, ACAC Park, field number one, 2.30 p.m. Orlando Galaxy and Atlanta Lightning, Broward County, 2.30. Hollywood Master Blasters and Seattle at Woodley Park, 2.30 p.m. Now, for the 17th of July, Fort Lauderdale and Orlando Galaxy, Broward County at 10 a.m. SoCal Lashings and Seattle Thunders, Woodley Park, 10 a.m. Michigan Stars and Chicago Tigers, ACAC Park, number one field, 10 a.m. San Diego Surf Riders and East Bay Blazers, Canyonside, 11 a.m. D.C. Hawks and Empire State. Veterans Memorial Park, 11 a.m. New Jersey Cavaliers, Manhattan Yorkers, Hall Complex, 2 p.m. Houston Hurricane, Lone Star Athletic, Prairie View, 2 p.m. Golden State Grizzlies and Silicon Valley Strikers, Morgan Hill at 2 p.m. Chicago Blasters, St. Louis American, ACAC Park, field number one, 2.30 p.m. Hollywood Master Blasters, Seattle Thunder, Woodley Park at 2.30. And finally, the 17th of July, Fort Lauderdale and Atlanta Lightning at Broward County, 2.30 p.m. The standings after last week's game in the Southern Division, Atlanta Fire number one with eight points, Morrisville Raptors number two, seven. Orlando Galaxy, number three, with five. Atlanta Fire, number four, with four points. And Fort Lauderdale, five, with two points. In the Eastern Division, it's Manhattan, eight points. New Jersey, Stallions, eight points. Philadelphians, third, six points. Empire State, Titans, D.C. Hawks, and New England, all tie with four points. In the Central Division, it's Dallas Mustangs, 10 points, Chicago Tigers, 8, St. Louis American, 6, Michigan Stars, and Houston, 4 points. And in the Western Division, the leader is Silicon Valley, 12 points, Seattle, 8, Golden State, 8, and East Bay Blazers, 8 points. The batting leaders after last week is Shihan Jayasuriya, his average is 89.75. Number two is Unmuk Chand, average 73. Shea Lagan Johangir, 54.2. Farhan Shahib Zada, 49.8. Norman Anwar, 79 average. Rakim Cornwall, 
Number six, average of 39.8. And the leading wicket taker is Ishan Adil, 14. Bhaskar Yadram, 11. Fani Simhadri, 11. Amil Aponzo, 10. Hussein Talat, 10. Prutish Patel, 10. Those are all the news you have for the Toyota Minor League for the weekend last week and some of yesterday. Uh, That's it. If there are any comments, we'll entertain them now. Otherwise, we can move on to some test match information. Any comments on the Minor League? Virgil? No, nothing from Virgil. Leon? I'm here. No, I'm here. No, I was just trying to figure out when the game playing over here, but you said some game playing this weekend coming up over in yes. my area. So, but what what yes. what's our area name? I, I hear you call it East, the West, and, Broward, what, and the Central. Not, Broward County Stadium is where you're. No, no, no. What I'm saying, what, no, no. I'm saying the, I hear you said the, the East, name of the team. No, not the, the name team. of the team. I, I heard. Okay. No, I heard you said like the West and the Central. Central yes, area, yes. what they're playing the game. But what's our, what our area name that when they're playing down here? What the, what the area um, different than New no. Jersey? So New Jersey is east or something like that? Yes. No, no. It depends on the name of the team, which division they're ultimately in. Yes. So if, if you give me the name of the team, I might be able to give that to you tonight. Okay, Otherwise, like the Fort, La- what, what, the Fort Lauderdale um, and Orlando. What... Um, they're what? in the southern division. They're in oh. the southern division. Okay, okay, okay. Don't yeah. so. Right, and it's Orlando is uh, third in that division right now. And uh, anyone can tell me which, which which team Rakim Khan was playing with? Um, he's playing for Atlanta Lightning, I think. Yeah, Atlanta Lightning. Say that again. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta Lightning. Lightning. Okay, and okay. Does that mean they're playing on here next week? Atlanta, okay. Okay. Atlanta has a two team. Atlanta has a two yes. team. They oh, have the okay. fire and the lightning. And I must oh, okay. admit, I was confused at first, but they have the fire and the lightning. So okay. we Do need you play to be with careful. the lightning. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Leon, any comments on that? No? No, Leon's. Uh, uh, coach, any comments? Uh, well, Dennis, no, I'm going prison, so need to keep continue okay. with the updates and scores. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, Dennis, I heard you in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dennis, time permitting, we can tell if anyone knows anything at the latest on the Campbell's affair. John Campbell, the Western uh, opener, and also no, we want to know if. Well, the folks would know who won the Wimbledon Men's and Women's Championship. Well, right, Robert Keenan. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pronounce the name. Robert Keenan. He won 2-1 yeah. over Jabia. The first time for a long time I haven't heard these names, though, as yeah. um, finalists. But they're well-deserving. And over in the men's, of course, it scores a 2-1, two sets to one, right, Bikini, or Bikina, won two sets and to one. Men? And in the men, Noko Djokovic beat Nick Kyrgios. 
and he won by four six six three six three or six no repeat four six six three six four seven six and that was a tiebreaker seven three at center court so congratulations to Nokovic. He's now one grand slam behind Nadal, who pulled out of this tournament because of injury. So he now has 21, as opposed to Nadal, who has 22 grand slams. And Serena is 23, and I think this could cause her to say, that's it. But who right. knows, he may, come. he may come back better. Thank you, Leon, for that the additional sports uh, information there. You asked about Campbell, and I can share with you what I'm aware of, and I'm aware that yes. uh, I think last week you asked the question, why wasn't Campbell in the contract uh, column? Yes, Cricket West yes, yes, I did, yes. Um, although, although we didn't know then, uh, my feeling is that he's not there because of the impending issues that is coming up with the... Uh, court of arbitration or whatever they are called for doping or uh, substance. substance. I shouldn't say doping, I should say substance abuse. But that's not to say that Campbell has been accused or found guilty of substance abuse. I think what has happened was that there is a dispute between, between Campbell and the person who was supposed to administer the test and Campbell seemed to suggest that he was not given the correct uh, warning, and so he did not make himself available. And, of mm. course, the the uh, adjudicators seemed to think that he sh- was warned and he should have, uh, you know, he should have taken part, and he did not. So currently he's up on charges, and he has secured the services of a, an attorney, who is speaking for him, and I know the so-called inquiry or investigation uh, in front of this tribunal was due to take place sometime in the next few days. I do not have a response Mm -hmm. as far as exactly what decision has been made, if any, but the possibility is there that he could be banned from playing for a number of uh, months or years if they Here. find him guilty as charged. Anyone else has any additional information to add to what I've just given there? No, no nothing to add to that. Just, just to um, just that, that they say that the, the timing, like, um, well, what I heard was like he was given a, a time window, like between, yes. let's say, eight to nine. Right. And, and and the person did that show between eight to nine and because of that he they came afterward and he wasn't available he was either out or something i don't know but he wasn't no. available um, but he was well, in that I, time window the person did not arrive within that during that time window well that's, that's what i just hope that's that he doesn't end like the russell remember russell had a similar was that for a year yeah yeah yeah, yeah he missed i mean these guys are serious these things are serious, you know, and, and I was if, if, go... if, um, if, if, if they told you, you know, um, you're supposed to make it. I can understand sometimes it can be um, at the most inopportune time because uh, if you're overseas playing, um, you know, IPL or whatever, I, think, I, I don't think they should try to do it in that time. I'm not saying they did, but, you know, but if, if you're, you're given 
sufficient notice to make yourself available for a certain time. I mean, it, the, cricket is your livelihood. And um, to, to ensure that you continue to play, I think you should do everything possible, right? Yep. To make yep. yourself available for, 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 the, for the testing, right? Because mm. if, uh, automatically, if you miss three, it's saying, look, you have something to hide then. So, therefore, we're going to charge you for, 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 for such violation or whatever. You get, get banned, you know? Mm-hmm. Matthew. Thank you. I, I know and, you mentioned Dennis. That. Go ahead, Dalia. You know, I was saying, I said, I hope the other players in the Caribbean and elsewhere will take warning because this is, like our list says, a very serious thing. And we hate to lose yeah. a good player because of ignorance and just carelessness. So Carelessness, just, yeah. Yeah, I just hope oh, that the other guys know, take care. Mm-hmm. Um, Leon, um, I oddly mentioned... Uh, playing in the IPL. I understand from some of the information coming out that in some of these professional sports that immediately after a game has completed, the panel or whoever is doing the test can seek to have a player provide a specimen within an hour or so of the, you know, the, the match or whatever the match is being completed. So yeah. they're given war- they're given mm. warning ahead of time in that their contract says you may be required to produce at X time or at certain time with X number of minutes warning, and so they have to right. make themselves available. And as you pointed out, right. this is their livelihood. You should not jeopardize it by being selfish and silly. But let's hear if Coach has anything to add to what we've been hearing there, Coach. Well, this is uh, complicated as well as, uh, I will say, uncertainty does exist in this process because there is no specific uh, regulation or the time frame involved in this process, right? So when to take, when not to, how soon results need to be, so these are goes by case by case. And as I said, because of that, it's a very hard to say what exactly is going on. So I will say I'm not good enough at it to give you more explanation, but uh, whatever is going on, we need to watch out for and see what is the outcome at the end of this uh, situation. And by the time uh, we may have some clarity, Depends which party is uh, knowing what detail. And as I said, the outcome will be give us the clarity on the situation. Yes. All right. Thank you, Coach. Dennis, uh, any another other? thing yes, I want to do before, before Coach leaves us. I just want yes. to offer congratulations to Coach George Bacon for the work that he has put in with Shiv Sander Paul. Now Shiv Sander Paul is now the coach of the women. Women, USA women's team. Am I correct in saying that, Jason? Congratulations. To uh, yes, sir. Done he is appointed for uh, USA under-19 coach with the immediate assignment. As soon as he got the confirmation, I believe within two days, he has to join the USA under-19 team in Trinidad for that Rising Star Tournament. And he is also head of for the woman coach 
until uh, December 2023. And uh, as far as uh, at the moment speaking his performance, he's a good mentor. And I believe he is the toughest person I have ever seen when it comes to staying focused and mindset for the game. And that will be the huge advantage to the U.S. women team. And if you look at the chart today in the Rising Star, at least USA is unbeaten after four games. Yes, yes. So, so congratulations <laughs> to De- to Jatin, and I hope he does the same for for Jatna. Uh, well, uh, are you here? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Yes, definitely. I'm proud of um, proud of our team, and of course, Chandra Paul is there. So. That's a win-win situation. All right. I'm glad so you got Yeah. I think Justin had the last word on that one. So, mm-hmm. cricket, West Indies versus Bangladesh. I know we discussed the T20s last time round, but what about this ODI today? The score, West Indies won 49 for 9 in 41 overs because of rain. The overs were reduced. And Bangladesh ended up with 151 for uh, four. Four? The, uh, yeah. In the West Indies, we had Brooks 33, Phillips 21, Poor and 18, Shepherd 15. And if I say so, this was a poor, poor performance on the part of the West Indies, but that to take away from the fact that Bangladesh outplayed the West Indies and got a measure of uh, revenge for their T20 defeat. That's the score. Um, let's hear your comments, starting at the top with Virgil. What's your comment on the uh, T20, the ODI today? Virgil? All right, Leon, you're next in line. Oh, sorry, no, I'm here. I'm wait, here. Wait, sorry, wait. I had it on mute. Yeah, I didn't get to All see right. the game today, but as you said, Bangladesh win the game. And Bangladesh outplayed the West Indies. And, I mean, happy for Bangladesh because it's who got out that day and really play hard and play to win will definitely win the game. So, I mean, congratulations to Bangladesh for winning that game. All right. Thank you. Leon? Yeah. Bangladesh won the game, but, of course, West Indies, though they had a bad, um, a little difficult pitch to bat on, I would have expected West Indies to do much better than 149 for nine. Uh, you also have to take into consideration that Bangladesh have won their last four, four T20 series. I understand. Am I correct in saying that? I think I heard that today. And so Bangladesh... No, I, think, I, think, I think they won ODI series, not T20. No, oh, oh, yeah, ODI, did it? I mean, that's right, ODI, yeah. but that's what they were playing today, too, ODI. Yeah. Yeah. ODI, they were yeah. playing today. The last, the last ODI, four ODI series, they won those. And, um, of course, they're not a team to be taken lightly. And with their batting on a, on, a, on a strip that was difficult to bat on, the application was definitely not there for the Westerners, and they deserve to lose. I hope they can come back with a rebound and do much better in the, in the upcoming matches. Congratulations. Thank you, Okay. Um, let's hear from Audley. 
Uh, we just, I just want to congratulate um, Bangladesh. They, they got a whipping in the, in, the, in the T20 series. I know they, they, they came into their own in the, in the ODIs. I did not get to watch the game today. Uh, maybe tomorrow or later I'll get to watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, they will play the West Indies on the day. And Leon explained about the pitch and stuff like that. So we, I just have, we just have to congratulate them. And they're, they're not usually mm-hmm. a team that, that lay, you know, roll over and play dead. So um, we know they have some world-class players in their team. So just congratulations. Kudos to the Bangladeshis. All right. Kudos from Audley. Simon, what's your comment on this? Well, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's a game played between two teams. And the way I look at it, team that plays better should win, and they won. Mm. So there's no discrepancy there. You want to play better one. Okay. Simon says the best team won. Donna, did you have any comment on this? Donna is uh, Paul for now. Just now. Yes, Anything for from Bangladesh. You? Happy for them, yes. And happy All for right. them. Yeah. Well played. All right. Yes. Donna, did you come yes. back or no? I think Donna's Donna. gone to tea. Yeah, all right, <laughs> Donna's gone to tea. I, I must say <laughs> this, so <laughs> just, just the next two matches would be on the thirteenth on Wednesday and the sixteenth on Saturday. So the Thank you three match series. Yes. yes. Additional information there. Thank you, Leah. I, I noticed, though, today's match, that my one criticism really is that I saw Pura and the captain bowled six or seven overs, and we had Seals bowled three overs, Shepherd two overs, Phillips two overs. Now, in my opinion, Pura as the captain has a spot or guaranteed for the next however many matches. Seals, Shepard, Phillips, they're all fighting for their places. And I think on a day like this, those two or those three players needed to be given more opportunities to fight for their place because they did not get the opportunity to show what they were capable of with the ball. And next time round, it's likely that they may end up being dropped for lack of production. And I think Puran, um, as captain, uh, outdid himself today, and I think he should not have bowled himself at all because he was not in jeopardy of losing his position. But let's hear what Coach says if he agrees with me or so. No. Coach? Mm-hmm. No, sir, I don't have comment on that because I was busy driving all day today. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go back down the panel. Virgil, did you, you, did, did you see the game or what, were you, did you, what do you think of uh, my comments here? No. Which, which game are you talking about? Um, West Indies game? Yes. Yes, the West Indies against Bangladesh no, 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 today. I didn't, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to see the game today, no. Leon, you saw the game. What's your thought? I see most of it. Most of it I saw, but not all of it. But I want to remind you, though, Dennis, that that Puran bowled in a match in a pre- previous match, and he got a four for. Perhaps yes. he felt I... that he could have gotten a, 
a breakthrough today, and then he would have pounced and put back his main attack in. So you dumb if you do, and you dumb if you don't. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I wouldn't blame him per se because the the, the I don't think the score was was one that was really challenging, and the, the wicket or the pitch team too have been playing better for the team that bat second, and they utilize it well. But nevertheless, you know, yeah, that's my feeling. Not be the case. All right, oddly, anything on on my comments? My my, my opinion, my my yes. opinion is that um, my opinion is. If you have a small total, yes. that is that time more than any other time you, you, you should be relying on your key strike bowlers, right? The Thank guys you. who are in the side to bowl. Um, yes. I can understand if you, you have a, a large total chasing, right. you know, they, you give them a large total mm-hmm. chase. Then yes. um, things not going there, you come in and as an occasional bowler, and um, maybe this will happen for you. Not because what happened the last time, pick up a four, no. a four, five. I mean, it's gonna happen every time, yeah. right? Thank you. So you yeah. need you you need the bowler that were that were uh, selected to bowl okay. to mm-hmm. try and limit the score mm-hmm. to a minimum, and then you know fight. Let the Bangladeshis fight for every run, right? Yes. And um, yes. I, I think I think he missed a chance. I think I think he missed a chance. Not because you, you get a four for one. You think it's gonna happen. Yes. I mean, it, we could have been talking differently, a different conversation. Or had he taken another four or three wickets, but the, well, the fact it, it did not happen. Right. The fact is, it do, did not happen. if you do, Right. But the fact yes. the fact is, when, you, when you don't want, who's that? I'm sorry. So like I was. That's me, yes, gentlemen. Good evening. Oh, good evening. I, I yeah, right. yes. Yes, good Listen, evening. Long time I haven't heard you here, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Yes, oh. indeed. Well, with the limited time, I, I like to weigh in on this because we're beating up on poor, and I didn't see the match, but I get a chance to look at the the figures there. I am not going to blame yeah. him being captain. Yeah. That's why you're named captain. You must assess, assess situations, and I believe that's what he did. Look at the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. This guy was mm-hmm. the number six bowler. So he did not take anybody's place. Mm-hmm. Right. The bowlers ahead of him were being battered. First of all, okay. so I did not watch Indians it. batted for quite a number of overs. And Bangladesh having to score more runs in less overs. Spoon had to take the ball by the horn. And only two bowlers from looking at the thing here bowled better than him. In terms of in the economical, that um, what you call it, in the figures. So you have right. to give it to him. I did not think that he wanted to bowl. He put himself as a bowler, but it was required for him to bowl. And now he's telling us that there's something in the arsenal for him. Mm-hmm. He yes. just came back to finish the over because he only bowled three point um, five overs. But he was expensive. Philip was over the top. He went for seven and a half. Can only bowl two overs. In other words, this match would have been done and dusted, have it not for poor and to bring himself on the ball seven overs. So we just cannot look at it that he is depriving these other guys. He wanted to win. He's named captain and he said, I believe that I can send the tide, which from the figures he did. Yes, so we should Thank just you. give Only you your viewpoint, all right? 
Look, as I said, I did not watch it, Matt, and I did not yeah, watch it. Uh, 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 yeah. yeah, of course, of course. You, you, when you yeah. get the, the added information, you have to. Yeah, but because uh, it, I, I was giving the, you the my I, information I, too. So you did not watch the match. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the, whole, well, the whole thing about it is that I came in late. I did not, wa- did not get to, to, to watch the, 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 the um, what they called it. The, the, the highlights, I did not look at figures or nothing at all. So that's what happened. So well, when I, I explain it, you have, to, you, have to, you have to give it to him. Well, I can say, look, I watched the match from start to finish. And mm-hmm. while I'm not saying that um, poor and bold badly, I'm simply saying that given the total, these two fields, Shepard and Phillips, are the strike bowlers select mm-hmm. for the team. And in a situation like this with a low score, they should at least be given a little bit more time on the ball. Even if they're, you know, in the long run, when they're dropped from the squad next time round, we can point to these decisions because there was no way the Bangladesh was going to lose this match. We could see that from the beginning. And therefore, I'm not knocking Foran for acting as a captain. Once he came on, he did take at least one wicket and he had good numbers. But he should have been able to look at the overall picture and think ahead. Think about tomorrow's game. Think about the game ahead. Think about next year that we want to develop these players. And he has the monopoly. He is the skipper. He can bowl at any time and his place is guaranteed. These two, Phillips, Shepard, are not. And therefore, I think that as a captain, this is something he should have been capable of visualizing and using to encourage his players. But that is my thought, and I appreciate Ivor's input as well. But, but what I'm looking at here, Dennis, what I'm looking at here, Dennis, that it, it yes. seems as if it was the spinners who really did the job because Akil Hussein bowled nine overs. We went for four points. 5.4. I'm looking at the figures now. Noti, uh, is he pace or spin? He's a spinner. Spinner. Uh, but he, no, uh, he bowled nine overs and went for just two per over. He had one for 18 from nine overs. And um, when comparing to comparing to um, the, the seal who went for six to six six point eight. I mean six point eight years. Anderson went for seven point five. Shepard bowled two overs, and he went for five. So when you look at the spinners, they, they did well. And as I have pointed out, poor and came in as 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 a seventh bowler, as a sixth bowler. So um, it's it not like the, the pace bowlers weren't given a, a, a chance. And it, and if you are a captain, and you you call in a strike ball, I've seen the situation where is it um so currently was bowling a, a, some and um and um the spinner from Pakistan, Abdul Qadir. Right down the, 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 the last part of the matter, or was it gone? I don't remember. And he, he clubbed he, he one of our ace bowlers for six. You know, mm-hmm. in the last part where you put the, the guy and say, look, right now Western have it in control. And they start to club the, the, our, our, our strike bowlers. <laughs> and, I mean, situation like those, and they start. You have, to, you have to try something else, you know? So I, I, remember, I remember years ago, the same Phil Simmons took, a bunch of wicket against Pakistan, bowling, mm-hmm. and the frontline bowlers couldn't get in. I remember, remember our opener Campbell from Barbados. 
he got a bunch of wickets in New Zealand when our top line bowlers were not able to. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. We, we can't blame. I, I I would never put the blame on the captain. We we, we put the score, the total that we made was not competitive. It's simple as that. We, it was not. And you had to try something, like all you guys are saying. You had to try something. Captain Davis, you talk about there. you talk about Phil Simmons there. Phil Simmons that in that match it was back in 1992 against Pakistan. Yeah. Ten overs, yeah. eight maidens, <laughs> three runs, four yeah. wickets. Yeah, okay. um, I remember that. Me, let, let, let me butt in there. I think um, what's his name? They said something wrong. Uh, West Indies could not win the game. There's nothing is impossible, right? But if you have your bowler, then your, 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 your front line bowler, then getting licked. I wouldn't keep them on because you said you, you want to said probably they might get dropped for the mm-hmm. next game. I would not keep them on. I would have to try something else because anything else could have happened. Because if they, if at the end they're getting beat up, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to keep on playing them. On the other hand, we only have about nine minutes, and I need to talk about the most excited match that played, test match that played, even any oh. the most excited test match that played. All right, let's hear it. I wrote a chance to understand that. What? I need no listen, I need each one of you to tell me. I want to hear it twice. Who win that game? Virgil went on the opposite side and picked England. Yes, Virgil. Virgil, Virgil. We bow to you. We bow to you. We bow to you. We have a drunk. I drunk. I ate my pride with two glasses of milk. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we must re- we must remember that Virgil's first choice was for India, all yes. the way. He said yes. And then when everybody else chose India, he said, "You know what? I'm going to go against the grain." So yes, he came yes, out yes. and he, you have a choice. Yeah, you, you have a right to change. You have a right to change your mind. Change your heart. Yeah. He best yeah. played played. Uh, um. A, a, a captain innings, they will win the game. And I said, mm-hmm. um, Baystoke itself is going to make 220. Yeah. It didn't come. It, it didn't come by him alone. It come by the 200 and something come, come by him and um uh, and Jeru, which was really yeah. good because yeah. Ball wasn't doing anything. Ball wasn't swinging. Yeah. He was swinging the next day for about two over, and that was it. And as long as Ball not swinging and your wicket is not cracked up, anything is possible. And this guy was in good form, so. All right, well done, Virgil. Yeah. So, can I say one wins. thing I'm finished for the winner, night? Can winner, I say one winner, more thing I'm finished for the winner. night? Can I say one more thing I'm finished for yeah. the night? Um, is that yeah, I said on. that in, that um, India would win if they give the England about 420, 450, then it would it would just be England, but, but uh, India. But you know what? I'm very very happy that India did not give uh, England 450. Because West Indies would not have that record today. The way they were batting, if just 450, would have gone down just like oh, they now got to be presented. So I'm happy they did not get 320. Congratulations, oh. England. I'm done. And, and before, before we go, we had a T20 that played today. That was an excited, real excited um, T20 between yeah. India and um, and England. Uh, yes, yes, it's very, very. I agree. Go ahead, Virgil. You brought it to the plate, the front. What about here. what about this? What about this Scotland versus uh, Scotland versus Namibia, New Zealand, Namibia, 
No, no. Yes, yes. Yes, one wicket. Yeah. Oh, I talked again. It was, it was Ireland. Ireland. Ireland played with New Zealand. Ireland. Ireland no. versus yeah. Ireland versus. So, mm. Ireland, Ireland give away that game. <laughs> How come? I mean, it, it was a real good game because, I mean, it come down to the real, but I think they give away that game, man. I mean, they have a chance, but anything is possible. I didn't, I didn't expect them guys to come back and get so close, but, I mean, the game was real nice, man. Two excited games I watched today. I flick from one to the next. I flick from one to the next. When I can't take I the pressure ask, off of one, I go to the next one. I want All to right. ask uh, Coach Jatin and, and, and Dennis, is Test Match Cricket dead? Coach Jatin has left us. You know that question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if we listen to um, comments from Bearstow uh, regarding the fact that, in fact, let me just go right back to what uh, Audley said last week, and, and I'll leave it at that, because Audley said T20 is saving test cricket. And it appears from the fact that Bearstow was able to put the underscore, underline, under that statement I guess there's no more to say because shots are being played in test matches that were only, dare I use the term, first seen in T20 matches. So my comment there is, yeah, I'll go along with Audley, that test matches now being saved by T20. So the field is open. No, 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 no. You probably have not been hearing me speak over the years. I say all three formats can exist. And yes. you've seen cricket played like T20. You've seen cricket okay. in test match played like okay. ODI. And you've seen cricket played as a test match. Take, for instance, the innings by Pan, 146. Okay? That is a T20. The regular action by the... We can go a little bit over. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. We can go a little over, but we can just tell our audience that they will, the, 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 the yeah. show would be dropping at 9 o'clock sharp, and they'll probably give yes. us a little time. But, but, but my over. point is, you have seen, you have seen, you have seen cricket being played like in like all three formats. I say it's, the, the, the T20 is the order. The main course is test cricket and the dessert are the ODI. So three combined to, in one match. You don't see a, a cricket playing like a test match in a T20. You don't see it in an ODI. But you can see ODI innings played in a test match. You can see a T20 played in a test match. And you can see a test match played in test cricket. I don't know. Right. I, don't understand my I, point. I, I love that statement. I love that, Leon. I love that. We have seen every bit in the in the Test cricket. All three formats exactly. have been played in in one. Yeah. In the yeah. In, right. in one format. There you. There you. Quick Thank final you word Gordon. because we've got literally sixty seconds go go. I'll give Ivor ten seconds of those, Ivor. Well, I'm not listening to the body. Oh, but only 
I heard you not saying happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, 31 I, days. I said it afterwards. I said it afterwards. Yes. <laughs> you and, and, I said and, it afterwards. And I have a just now, just now join you too, you know, because she had a birthday close to you, man. The 23rd. Oh. The 23rd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you not know oh. that? No, I did not oh, know that. Right? So I have to let Cardinal know that. July begins the first of the second half of the year. <laughs> and and, and, and let me remind you. And let me remind you. My first daughter also has a birthday in the twenty fifth. Oh, you yeah, see what I mean? I have to talk to yeah. Cardinal. All right, gentlemen. Have a good week. I was happy to join you for even for a short while. And we good appreciate it. Lasted, so and enjoy and the week. We'll encourage. We'll encourage our panelists when they have a free moment on a Saturday morning at six or well nine a.m. Join Caribbean Global Voices because that's where the entertainment is. Here we're a little bit boring with the numbers. If you want the noise, the music, and the entertainment, Caribbean Global Voices is where it's at. No. That's right. Um, fi- final word, please, quickly. The number, um, number, the telephone number. Oh, I will give the telephone number is 563-999-3693, Caribbean Global Voices, Saturday morning entertainment show for your Saturday morning livelihood. Now, Virgil, final thoughts, two seconds or so. Virgil, all right. Simon, I'm final thoughts. Pass me, yeah. I'm sorry, two I was doing something. Two seconds. No, good night, good night to the all panelists and good night to all the listeners. And well done, well done England in the last test match. Thank you. All right. <laughs> just, just not, final thoughts, two seconds. Two seconds. Whoa. Um, be safe. Uh, good night, everybody. Great show again. See you next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all You're right. Welcome. Simon, two seconds. And a very wonderful show again. Very well done. Everyone have a wonderful week and be safe. See you on the radio next Sunday. Good night. All right. Good night, all. And please, everyone, remember Leon in his uh, moment of sadness at this time. You know, we know what is uh, transpired. Contact Leon for further information, and we'll try to keep you updated uh, during the course of the week or so. Take care, everyone, and it's time to say good night. And I know, oddly, did I get you two seconds? Um, be too big to worry and too noble to anger. Have a great week. God bless mm-hmm. you. Thank and you just all. to tell and the folks exactly before you go, just to tell the folks what happened because some of the folks came on late. I lost okay. my brother today and my sister-in-law last Thursday. So in addition to my wife a few weeks ago, I have some additional debt in the family. My brother oh. went home today in this mm-hmm. afternoon and my sister-in-law last Thursday. So we have... They come in trees. They come in trees. My condolences to you, Leon. Yes, ma'am. Condolences. <sighs> heartfelt condolences. Yes, sir. Sorry to hear that. Thanks. All right. Everyone... Good night, all, and we'll go out with a few bars of rally. Thank you all. Good night. See you here next week. Come again. Good night. Good night.
Bye-bye.